0: Welcome everybody to the 300th episode of GI Joeberg. my name is Steve I'm joined by Paul hello Paul
1: Paul for episode 300
0: <laughs> it's crazy man uh-huh. yeah. strike up the marching band and, and who else is here man Rob hey I'm here too oh my
2: god all three of us in the we same place here. on the internet absolutely well we in the
1: internet every second week
2: <laughs> 300 years 300 years guys we made it, <laughs>
0: it felt like 300 years doesn't it <laughs> and welcome to the guys in the chats thank you very much everyone who's joining us live uh, currently already we have spoon killer brick fiction darren cobb joseph yeah. Ashton bremer <clears throat> G.I. joe is in the chats
3: yeah. Uh, hey. Bob scored
0: Emmanuel Grosso and anything Joe's. Oh, and Dabria J is joined as well. Yeah, boy.
1: One. Yeah. I thought we established <laughs> it was WJ. Well, you it. it's potato your potato. choice.
0: It's the potato, potato. It's like and a Han,
1: Han Han, Leah Leah situation. G.I. Oberg. I used to <laughs> always pronounce my
0: surname Chubba. And then I had a friend in Varsity who said, I'm going to call you Juba. I'm like, but it's got two Bs. It's got two she Bs, was yeah. Adamant. And that was kind convinced. of pulled the rug out from under my world. All of a sudden, I'm like, well, no. who made up the rules of pronunciation anyway? Who said this was the right
2: way of doing it? I'm exactly. step I'm Stepin'. I'm Stepin. Stepin Juba. Robert.
0: <laughs> Robert. 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 Pa'ul. 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 Pa-ul. <laughs> and, right guys we have got an agenda that has been dictated by our listeners on this episode uh, we, wonderful people chatting to we us we took to on youtube, below. we took to facebook we took to x, we took to instagram we wanted to find out what you guys wanted us to talk about so we have got a cracking awesome number of topics to sink our teeth into you mm. want, maybe we won't even finish that but we, we've got other 300 stories part two we've got to clear this last week or last week three weeks ago now we asked people what their opinions on reproductions were right yes we have some results and i don't know if they will surprise maybe they will guys just as a as a canvas what do you think people what do you think the percentages were of people who use repro parts versus people who refuse and I think people reaper.
2: hate repro parts. It's the worst thing ever in the entire history of the world, and they all think uh, repro people should die. In game, mm. okay. Rob's opinion mm. strongly made. Wow, Rob.
1: Oh. Um, I actually think a lot more people are in favor of repro parts than those. Oh, who you are think wrong. they're more tolerant? Okay, okay. No, I wouldn't say tolerant. Prepared to think...
2: be proved wrong.
1: Well, the, the way the
0: numbers shake out, um, I suppose <laughs> the most, maybe the least interesting. <laughs> place because had the least responses was Facebook where 83 oh, hello eighty three percent of folks said that they I'm having flashbacks. Would, would use repro pods
2: okay and have no
0: hesitation wow. um then on uh, is it X what do they even call it now
1: it's called Twitter don't call it X don't don't okay. be it's Twitter XX. There on X go. things we
0: had uh, 122 responses so the slightly slightly more um, I suppose in tune with the community. Um, 58% said they would use repro parts and stickers and then the way the 42 other votes shake, shake up um, 17% say they would only use repro stickers and 25% say they would not use any reproduction at all no stickers, no parts all original there, my guys. Yeah. Then the YouTube got the most number of respondents, actually. Just whoa, mind blowing <coughs> me.
2: Community posts, my dude. They, they, they have reach.
0: They do. I should probably start a TikTok or something. Can you do polls on TikTok? Anyway. I don't know. I refuse to
1: use TikTok. We're so. about to find out. The
0: final tally is um, a, of one hundred and eighty votes, seventy-seven percent would have no problem using repro parts and stickers. Disgusting, Darren. No repro (laughs) parts for you. And the way the final 23% shakes up, 10% of that 23% would only use repro stickers, and then 13% say all original, baby.
2: Well, that's interesting. I mean, it it seems to, like, up pretty closely to kind of our own opinions of what repro parts are. You know, you kind of use them if you want to, don't use them if you don't want to. Um... Or if you're
0: yep. Rob, hell to the no! Find me original parts. You want original parts. Give me my microphone. I'm, ca- I'm currently looking for B5. a, a Rod, I can never tell you.
1: I can never tell if you're being serious about this or just trolling. <laughs> <Industry. laughs> Vintage <laughs> yes. only. Okay.
0: But as I alluded to in the start of the podcast, <laughs> we've been absent for more weeks than. <clears throat> than usual ever like we've never taken a break this long ever Uh (laughs) because the longest break we've ever taken in our life and the reason is um and i'm gonna hand the the floor over to you guys comic-con africa was last weekend
3: rob (laughs) made the
0: pilgrimage up to johannesburg and obviously paul rolled out of bed and found his way into the convention center um (laughs) what happened guys how was the event?
1: okay well I'll let Rob start because he's the... Absolute
2: blast. An absolute blast. Except Johannesburg. Johannesburg is not... Johannesburg is weird. It's just such a weird place. Like, you're all living on giant mine dumps, and you're just breathing gold (laughs) dust all the time, and it dries your lips out. It fills your nose. It makes you feel sick. makes everything that you touch just, like, static (laughs) electricity. It's it's. I don't know how you guys live there. Constantly, like, jump-scaring yourself. Like...
0: Like living in a horror movie the whole time. Like, oh. blah, blah, blah.
2: It's,
3: it's, I was recently asked what
0: the most extreme thing I've ever done was. I should have said, mm-hmm. living in Johannesburg. <laughs> it really is, though. I mean, for, well, some of the stories
2: Paul shared about your adventures in johannesburg you know, make it easy for yourself. I mean, thankfully, <laughs> we, we, we had a car, <clears throat> so we, we were able to get around <laughs> everywhere very easily, you know, instead of, like, running across highways with, with giant bags of toys and Bitching about it the whole time <laughs> instead of taking the uh, the cow train that's me, uh, that's, that's something Stephen does, but yeah, overall, wow. it's it an awesome experience. Um, we stayed in a, a really great Airbnb, um, on the sixth floor of a building, it, it, was, it was great fun, very comfortable bed. Uh, Paul, by the way, has a very comfortable uh, wooden floor. I i, I stayed over there, there's a it's a great, thrilling. great floor. there's no 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 for sure it's it's a really comfortable floor i mean like it's you thought it a on couch. the couch <laughs> the couch is too small i mean i'm not a tall guy but like when you when your feet are like over the edge of the couch and you're like this isn't very comfortable no thank you um the floor really is the the better alternative and yeah i got to go. Cecilia again uh, uh, absolutely wonderful paul's a better half like that, uh, no, that is, is true. Um, yeah, and and Paul's house is actually yeah. really nice. I, I I quite like it actually. I, I'd love to visit again. <laughs> Thanks, man. uh, it, it really sorry, is so house too. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. We'll, we'll we'll sort something out, you know. I'll, I'll save up, i can visit you, stay there for two weeks, help you out with your art. Uh, and the convention itself is <laughs> blasting, uh, an absolute fun experience. I mean, just there's just so many like book people in Joburg. I mean, yes, they are in Cape Town, but like you just get to see the wider like the, like nerd community of of south africa in Johannesburg. for some reason they are, all they all live up there it's very
1: shocking <laughs> it's also very shocked. central because a lot of guys that are like in the surrounding areas also come to Joeburg for comic con yeah no so, no for sure um guys from yeah, other provinces that are My
2: to boss was very happy with turnover overall so we did we did you know busters um yeah a great experience paul how did how did you find it how was your
1: I, experience I thought it was like pretty awesome. It started like, let me show you guys how it started. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. This is how my Comic-Con experience started. Yay. <laughs> Rob and I ran into each other very he quickly cuz his his stand was on the way to mine. That was awesome. It was so close. I could just point everyone in your direction. You know, I was like It was that was great. We could to, those guys. to you. Yep. Yep. It was It was a huge convention <laughs> hall, but I love that we were like so close to each other. Um, it was also just a really great show because it was a geeky show. And, and Mm. I, I feel like this is an important thing to mention because it wasn't about video games. They had a, they had a smaller hall dedicated to video gaming and stuff, but, Mm. um, the main hall, uh, was all pop culture, comic books, uh, that kind of thing. So statues
2: live, like, like life-size statues of Tony Stark was fantastic.
1: Yeah, so they had all kinds of stuff you could like rub your bits against if you wanted to, uh, but it was good for that. Like it was cool that there were toys that you could pick up. Like you could go in there, you could actually pick up like action figures that you wanted, or you know, premier collectible stuff, you know, hot toys at all. Uh, it it was good that it was that kind of show. It and there were tons of places selling comic books, and there were tons of guys selling like Rob Store. They had these great um, older comic books, like very collectible books, like Secret Wars fifteen think it was or eight secret was eight eight, uh, eight first eight. appearance of the black costume um so that was really cool um you know stuff like that was around there was some great comic artists comic colorists comic colorist <clears throat> it's uh you know keep it there but um you know it's good to see some of the international artists the artist alley was uh which is usually one of my favorite things about any, convention, any um sort of geek convention because i always feel like the artist alley is kind of like the heart of the convention i see comic-con africa adopted that phrase because they obviously heard it on a video um but the artist alley is the heart of the comic-con convention because you know that's where the the international comic artists go that's where all the local artists are and comic-con was built on comic book artists and and on comic books not on video games not on actors not on movies or promotions or any of that crap so it was good to see that, and then on the on the topic of actors and things like that. Um, uh, well, say. I'm going to save. I'll <laughs> save one story for. I'll save that for Rob to speak <laughs> about. But one of the cool moments for me with uh, the international guests uh, was the actor who does the voice for Ash from Pokemon. Uh. Uh, yeah so she's amazing um and i'm sorry i don't i i had a picture of her but i'm a little bit like i don't really want to share a picture of me getting a huge hug from her on the internet right now but i can just tell you it happened um and it was very sweet it makes celia jealous for sure yeah totally no this woman has had quite the career in the industry um she really has a good understanding of of what it takes to be an actor um and I mean, not that I'm an actor or anything. It's just that when she was talking about some of the stuff that she had gone through, uh, I was like, damn, you know, and being in a different creative field, those things are very similar. So it was cool to hear that. She was very inspiring, very strong, um, and just an uh, absolutely wonderful woman. Um, and then there was this uh, really great actor from a TV series. Some of you all might know, um, Doctor Who, uh, Torchwood, uh, and Aaron. Arrow. Yeah, he's uh but I'll let Rob tell you guys that story, uh, because that's also pretty amazing. Um so go for it, Rob. Tell them tell them about John Barron. So yes, C3PO was there as well. Unfortunately I didn't see him or (laughs) see his his awesome stuff. Anthony Um, Daniels.
2: But like I don't think it says it's cool. Like if he was actually there in the outfit, I think that would have been you Know way more interesting, but it probably would have been very hard for him to cosplay Seath Rupio the entire time in Joe Burke. But um, so John Barrowman, was I mean, there. he did
1: it in Tunisia, he's fine, exactly. Carry on. he
2: can do it anyway. Um, so John Barrowman was there, he plays uh, Captain Jack Harkness in the Doctor Who series, as well as uh, Torchwood, and he played Malcolm Merlin in The Arrow, as well as uh, Heroes of Tomorrow, whatever that spinoff was called, something forever tomorrow. People, I don't know, anyway. Where he was, well, actually, no, he wasn't reunited. I don't think he ever, ever was on screen with uh, the guy who played um, Amy's boyfriend. But anyway. Oh. Yeah, he was in that too. But the absolutely incredible experience. So um, you got to see him on stage. He was wearing this this fabulous, because if you don't know this, John Barrowman is, is, is very gay. <laughs> he was wearing this fabulous um, uh, TARDIS dress. Um, And these wonderful high heels and he's answering questions. Man's got legs for days. Oh, wow. Lucky husband. (laughs) Legends of tomorrow. Thank you, Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Very, very. uh, He's got a a larger than life, uh, like presence um he's just he's everyone's a bitch he's he's asking people oh how old are you how's it going oh Scott you see I still got it I still got it this boy is very much interested in me and my (laughs) my legs (laughs) and just absolutely incredible he's telling amazing stories uh, about his uh, time on Doctor Who on, on Arrow and um so after the talk um I go back to my stand Paul runs up to me and he's like, "Oh, dude, I've, I've, I've got this little like thing and like, it's a free signing. And like signings, like and and the photos with with the people at Comic Con are not cheap. I believe Anthony Daniels like nine hundred rand to take a photo with him, seven hundred rand or something to take a photo with John Barrowman. Um, the signings were a bit cheaper, but still, it wasn't money that I was uh, able to kind of like spend um, on on getting something signed. So I was absolutely over the moon that Paul made that happen." That's about so 70 I,
0: US dollars.
2: 70 US dollars, yeah, for a picture. So you just stand with him, you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. hi there. We've got a picture together. And that's never something that I'm I super, know, like, necessary to have. <laughs> he, he'll probably enjoy that. Um, <laughs> What's well, your button? <laughs> but an absolutely wonderful experience. I got to shake his hand. And and yes, Paul uh, managed to, uh, you know, allow me to go and get something signed. So fortunately, our shop did have a copy of, of your... the comic book. Uh, I just, <laughs> well, I just well, made, made sure the, that made cool thing found its happen.
1: way to you. That's, that's all I did.
2: So John so... Barrowman did write a comic book with his sister. His sister, I believe, is a, a journalist um, and some sort of professor, something like that. So they've written a lot of stories together. So he was kind enough to to sign a, a, a copy of uh, arrow a story that that he wrote so about um malcolm merlin so that was absolutely amazing I think it says live on rob or live up love love he, he could have been a doctor his handwriting's awful but um <laughs> yeah this is this this definitely made my day on that day of the uh, of the convention so I'm very happy to have this and Short yeah Paul also gave me a sticker he gave me a
1: cool sticker oh yeah so we, we do this thing for Gunplay. I say every time you buy a kit, uh, you get a an exclusive sticker. But that sticker is exclusive to Comic Con. So I didn't even have to buy anything. Comic-Con. He just yeah, gave no, it to just me. Like, Rob. Just I expect Rob. you to buy something. Uh, you know,
2: no, you have you the sticker. Get, you have to you buy something now.
1: So anyway, so that was he like the part shit. of the, the vibe. What an and then one small thing I want to just um and, and I think just to close off this uh, cool chat and I you know I don't want to do this uh I don't want to mess up our what did you get section Um mm-hmm. so that's up to Steve on this one but let me I will Ooh. show you this one cool thing that happened so this dude walks past and, uh, and he's dressed up as well you'll see and I'm like hey guy try, wear your helmet please because that's kind of a thing that I do can um, I touch your helmet dude some of <laughs> you guys might know my one profile pic uh, with me with the red power ranger helmet so yeah. I saw somebody had a lord dragon helmet and I was like you let me wear your helmet. Um, so, yeah, I got a little dragon Given to shot. me. So, and you guys can <laughs> get an I idea of a Lord corner. Dracon. That's a corner of um, Comic-Con. And that's uh, a portion of the stand. So we don't have any... You can't see any of the Gundam stuff there, whatever. But, yeah, it was, it was a good show. It was a really fun show. I felt like it was over with too quickly Um, in a lot of ways. And in other ways, I was just, I don't know. Rob, I think you were also, we we're just. Oh, both God, I was very finished busy all by the time. end of that. Like you don't feel yeah, it we while you're there.
2: but like I got back Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Um, Yeah. And then like all of Wednesday. I mean, thankfully my boss gave us Wednesday off. I just slept the entire day. I don't know how I did that. And usually when I sleep like more than like eight hours, I think I was hitting like 12, 16 hours of sleep. I usually wake up very tired, but I was actually way more, um, like, refreshed after that. Um, mm. But, yeah, definitely, like, you're just on the whole time. You, even if you're going back to, you know, a really comfortable bed or comfortable floor at the end of the night, um, the day – Yeah, always, always, always. You're like ready to like, you know, oh, we're based in Cape Town, but we ship countrywide. So if you would like to get something from us, take this flyer and visit us. And here it is. I'm telling the same story again.
1: Well, yes, we are in in, Cape Town. You can find us. How do you not know we exist? Yes, we are here in Joburg. Yes, these are legit. Yeah, no.
2: We're we're in Weinberg, Not not the Johannesburg Weinberg, because I discovered that on this trip that apparently there's a Weinberg and there's a
1: Claremont in Johannesburg. That This is true. Just as Kham Weinberg, Just as, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, guys, it was a, a great experience. And it was also cool to hear that our Comic Con is one of the top five Comic Cons in the world, which is pretty amazing. And this was Super uh, well to, attended. according the American, to what
0: metric? So, the organizers.
1: The, <laughs> no, the, no, actually not River the organizers. <laughs> So the reason Rob has one of those tickets is, uh, well, anyway, I'm not going to go into that. But the one gentleman I spoke to who does a lot of MC work for Comic-Cons, he literally is the MC for all the Comic-Cons. Wow. Um, and he goes MC to man. all of them. And he, he said, like, <laughs> South Africa's Comic-Con is really of a very high standard. It's, like, one of his top five, five favorites. And, yeah, uh, that's like lady. when
0: Coldplay plays Johannesburg and they're like, <laughs>
2: We love you. You're, You're my good. favorite audience ever. You guys are the best. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I hear you. But
1: you. this was a conversation <laughs> I had with him. Not a. This wasn't it him was being switched on the stage. And it's, then also, I won't name names, but certain celebrities who I did have a conversation with also sort of mentioned that like, yeah. And the artist in the artist alley just said it was actually very well organized. And mm-hmm. we have one of them, the, in their opinion, the best artist alleys. So, yeah, looking forward to doing free. it
2: again next year, uh, which pr- probably will definitely happen, and I look forward to seeing uh, Paul in Cape Town next year, April. That would Home be Kong fantastic, man.
1: If not sooner somehow, by magic. But guys, we have the 300th episode to celebrate, Woo! and we have a, a list of topics from our viewers about as long as my arm, which oh. is about this long. You so have a long, very long arm. I, I would say so, even in foreshortening. So
0: <laughs> so and we, before we do... crack open the questions,
1: <laughs> I thought I'd let you guys
0: squirm a little bit and play some excerpts from our very first podcast. Oh my uh, god! So crazy! <laughs> prepare yourselves for the worst audio quality. I'm going to have a cigarette ever. <laughs> Listening to episode one of GI Jogger, <laughs> coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. My name's Stephen. Codename T Man. My first Joe was Iceberg, the 1986 version of Iceberg. I started collecting in 1989.
1: And I'm Paul, with the Logic. My first introduction to G.I. Joe was via sci fi, one of my favorite figures, and actually something I was looking really forward to. Was that the 1990 version sci fi? That would be the 1990 <laughs> version sci fi, yeah. Although I'm sure I had a figure before then, but I can't really remember. I recall you out that, man. Wasn't it the, the neon green one? Yeah, it was the neon green one. Not the 86. It's yeah. the 86 one. Yeah. It's the green
0: isn't to catch one. us out that quickly. Yeah, I mean. All right. Wow. That's, that's enough. From that the one. very
2: start, Stephen was correcting, Paul. Amazing. We are
0: consistent in that regard. Um, the, the theme tune, obviously, being the 8 bit uh, video game music. And then mm. me being a, a know it all and quick to correct my my fellows. But then, in episode 4, along comes a Rob, and this is what he had to say. The reason why we're broadcasting from Cape Town is I'm joined this evening, not only by Paul, but a dear old friend of mine, also a lover of of G.I. Joe and collecting. His name is Robert. Say hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Everybody's a joker. (laughs) Rob, why don't you tell us about G.I. Joe in your life, my
2: friend? I mean, I think I always collected G.I. Joe's, but. Earlier on, it was more sort of Thundercats and He-Man. But maybe my mom preferred the sort of fantasy figures more than the...
0: Guys with guns. Yeah, she was like, no, no guns, no, don't need
2: those. <laughs> so I think one of the my earliest memories of getting a Joe was Scoop. I think she thought this is a safe Joe to get me. She was like, he's got a camera, you know, he's a reporter, he's, he's cool. He's you know, dressed he's in yellow. <laughs> not yellow, it's kind of like a muted uh, mustard... I think and it's green
1: good. if i'm not mistaken yes yeah i
2: think it's it's good color scheme and i he grew on me and that's probably why i enjoy film so much because i was always filming all the other joes and cobras dying with scoop <laughs>
0: <laughs> i enjoy filming all the other joes and cobras dying well that's true to form oh, sorry, i mean, Peter. <laughs> i must say in 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 games where it was you and me rob it was very much like you and me kind of on this mission but when there mm. were three of us when l was in the mix you kind of did take a back seat and became this kind of videographer type.
2: videographer <sighs> joker I, I definitely ruined your flow more than once it's <laughs> a serious moment oh flint i love you oh lady <laughs> Jade, this is the moment i've been waiting for all the mission does that
0: smell like chloroform did I really make my dollies kiss while you guys had to watch? I'm so sorry. You must be so scarred. Guys, let's crack into these topics, unless there are any observations you'd like to draw from those very early podcast episodes. The audio is I still very good,
2: actually. Oh, you, <laughs> you definitely loosened up my goodness. You're
0: a your, your tight ass back then, for sure. Super <laughs> loose. Well, <laughs> yes, our first episode was recorded in October of 2011. So it's now October 2023. A lifetime ago. ago. Uh, That's twelve years ago, by my reckoning. Yeah. Nice. So, should we
1: let's let's have like a fun five minutes quickly? Oh, okay. This Mm -hmm. might be crazy. Fun five minutes. What has changed from when we did that first episode to now in our lives? Doesn't have to be crazy. Just five small things that could be significant to you. They don't have to be like amazing things. Oh wow! Five things. Okay, I have much better internet. That's (laughs)
2: That, that, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that I have uncapped internet. I don't have to worry about, like, I was very I was very good with, um, like, rationing my internet back now. I watch all videos on YouTube, you know, 160p or whatever the heck it was. Uh, great times to have better internet now. I have my collection with me. Um, that was a, a forced decision. Of course, Stephen had to leave the country, COVID and all that stuff. But it is actually really cool to be surrounded by my – okay, you can't see any of it, but to, to be surrounded by my toys. Um, that that is definitely a huge is difference that I really appreciate. Three, I, I I think, yeah, I mean, my life with G.I. Joe has never been bigger um, or smaller. It's it's definitely at a really good place. Um, I still absolutely love G.I. Joe. I love everything about G.I. Joe, talking about G.I. Joe, and I'm always learning more, which is fantastic. You know, like this year, we started watching the cartoons. Yes, I've seen most of them, um, but definitely not Renegades. I haven't watched a lot of that, Ren- Renegades. Yes, yeah, that's the one we're watching. The co- the comics as well. It's fantastic to kind of like get into all of that. Number four. Ugh. Pardon me. I think I feel a lot more comfortable with myself. I think I talk a lot more now on the show than I used to. That has um, definitely changed. And I don't even I see, see a beer
0: in your hand, Paul. Well, I
2: did. I've got wine. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I'm different. I've got, oh, yeah, right. definitely gonna You've open got a Dutch courage. But I don't need it as much. I think. I mean, definitely. I think I do talk a lot more. Um, it's also less prompted. I mean, I if, if you go back to any episode, it'll be like Rob, what do you think? Hey Rob, what do you think about this topic? Rob, tell us your opinion. Rob, what's going on? Hey, what do you think about this? Rob, you haven't said something in a while. Why do not you say something? Because, like, You're you like, you making me want to make a so super much. cut. <laughs> you guys, make talk so much it's difficult to talk over you. But like now, I'm, I'm I feel a bit more comfortable, um, talking over you guys. Five. Well, I don't know. Four is enough, I think. You know, four.
1: Well, you work at the comic shop now. When you started, you weren't working at Reader's Den. That's true.
2: Uh, Paul knows my history better than I do. (laughs) No, I don't. What's some incredible stuff that you think is different? Better auto quality for sure
0: that's number um, one isn't it well i mean are we talking about the podcast we're we talking about our personal lives about like, what has happened anything, to us yeah. as it comes to yeah i i mean yeah. i i probably am the most extreme example of like complete shift i mean my life is unrecognizable to the life i had in 2011 um i traded a career for a wife and a child i live in a different country um i in 2011 had just gotten a flag in 2023 i have a teradrome and a defiant so i am you know call me a bucket list complete kind of collector now i'm like on top of the mountain looking down thinking "Mm, okay i guess i'll pick up that army builder maybe a few more of those i'll try to complete these guys with reaper parts yeah no life is it takes these strange turns sometimes but paul how about you man since you asked the question hopefully you've got something Um, smart to say
1: yeah um i do kind of <laughs> okay so, uh, so like some things that have happened okay i bought a house yes everybody my house is now officially mine uh which is cool as of friday last friday which was amazing um well a week ago uh so i got a house now that's pretty amazing it's my own and i'm happy um i got a well I well, got your, two- na- your two- name is on the um the earth but the, on the pink slip on the, the earth, yeah, I know. I still got to pay it out, but you know what I mean. Still <laughs> the banks. But, yeah. Um, traveled but overseas. Went to America, uh, which mm. was... I mean, that's we can go on about it. We yeah. have gone on about it. Uh, and I'll still happily speak about it. Yeah, got to go overseas, which was, like, one of the greatest things for me ever. Um, you know, I never, ever thought I'd go to a joke on it. Uh, I didn't never, ever think I'd go overseas, but I, I didn't... There's no way... 2011 me would have ever conceived of how we did it and 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 it was amazing so did that um what else is cool i have a sizable vintage gi joe collection which was very much a childhood dream uh, of mine so that's pretty pretty cool i'm like excited about that and i have this is kind of small but i've done a lot of work where i have been like kind of a quote unquote don't want to say public figure but like a talking figure a lot and been on stage and, you know, been on camera and stuff like that a lot more since the show, since we do, started doing the show. And as I was saying to Rob, when he was over, I have Steve and I have GI Joeberg to thank for that because being on a podcast as regularly as we were and having Steve, that is a professional in that space um, as an actor, you know, Steve has this uh, way of coaching people um and suggesting ideas to us and how we should speak and how we should like project ourselves and all these kind of good things. And you know, we've taken notes over the years and I feel like I've just gotten better at that. Uh, to the point where I get I was on stage just right after John Barrowman at Comic Con, for example, to talk about you know a Yeah, it was a damn tough act <laughs> damn. Um anyway, I mean like if you ever want to know what it feels like to go on Onto a stage after somebody that's as big as John Berryman. All I can say is, is that you feel you definitely feel like the booby prize. And so you definitely get it into your head that there's no way you're gonna be bigger, there's no way you're gonna be cooler. So you know what you do, you own that booby prize status, and then you just have fun with the crowd that's there, and then it worked out. It had fun, we had some laughs. And then the first thing uh that is like changed to me in a big way is and it's a silly thing. But, um, you know, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person. Like, I know it sounds so lame. And I know you guys are all like, you know, I got kids and all that good shit. But I'm like, I just feel like I've grown a lot. I think GI Joburg has done a lot for my growth as a creative person. And yeah, I'm very, very happy with that. And I'm very happy where we are right now. And it's cool. It's cool that it's that we still have a podcast. So gonna yeah. throw that out there. We've met so many amazing people because of the show. And yeah, that's one of my, those are five things that have changed in since 2011.
0: That's nice, Paul.
3: Mm. Oh.
1: Let's crack open oh. some of our oh, lists. I have a pterodrome.
0: Yes, he's got a pterodrome. <laughs> he's on his way. He the journey really has begun. We canvassed YouTube. We took to X. We took to all the places and um wonderful responses across the board so thank you everyone who took the time to write questions or just pass on a congratulations there was plenty of that as well people saying hey good job on getting to 300 guys for me it's just a number i mean when we started this game we only podcasted you know occasionally When we had something to say so it was a slow build toward the beginning then we were going weekly for a good burst and really cranked up the numbers there so it is kind of arbitrary this celebration of a number but it does give us an opportunity to check in with you guys the listeners so i'm grateful for these responses snowcat ron was one of the first people to to shoot out a response and it is a lengthy one and one that will need to be unpacked perhaps in future episodes as well but just To start us off, his question initially is relating to our playtimes together. So sharing one of our best memories from playing out a G.I. Joe story when we were kids and using the information and an audience response element to recreate it for upcoming play motion. Very exciting concept, but it leads nicely into our first question from Christoph, also member of the Bergforce, which is what is your best childhood memory with each other? No. Oh. <laughs> and Hans has just arrived in the chat. Kicks in the door. You guys are amazing. Happy 300, gents. <sighs> hearty burg. Thank Hans. We threw that comment away very quickly. Paul, I didn't even. Sorry, I didn't... had it up for... <laughs> Sorry, but yes, just for frenzy, Wonderful for congratulations fun- in the comments threads as well. So just as Have a general me. thank you to everyone who's joined us. Thank you, Dave thank you for, Cabal.
2: Welcome to the Hello there.
0: I'm gonna say. I mean, I I could go on about childhood memories all day every day it could be a splinter project every episode (laughs) we unpack a new one but my earliest childhood memory of playing with Rob relates to when because my my parents were friends of Rob's great aunt honey and she had this lavish house and randomly there was this other guy who was interested in reading I was like, no, no, let's play with (laughs) our toys, rather. So we broke out our action figures. He mainly had He-Mans and stuff, but I I had a few G.I. Joes. And we were kind of cloistered into Honey's, like, master bedroom, which had a nice big screen TV. Uh, It was the early Mm. 90s, so it was one of those huge tube TVs. But we issued paid subscription TV and all the amazing movies that it provided for this awesome, awesome carpet, which had this very symmetrical like design on it which with a little bit of imagination felt like a kind of a dungeon crawler map and we used gi joe's i particularly remember ice viper being like one of our mainstays because he was a ninja i mean anyone with a balaclava was a ninja in our eyes we were just that ninja before um so we used this carpet as like our play mat and it it probably exposed Rob and my similar bent when it came to like we liked sci-fi, we liked airlocks, we liked crawling through an environment and, and encountering like environmental challenges along the way. So that is what really, really let me know as a very young man of probably about eight or nine that this guy, this guy's going all the way. He's my number one <laughs> pal. How about you, Rob? Give us a childhood memory.
2: Ah, oh, like. It's, I don't think it's so much G.I. Joe, but it's, It's. Um. I think, during our kind of like uh, Toy era, mm. we absolutely loved using the couches. Steven's parents have the best couches in the entire world. Um, they're sure, the most sure. comfortable couches ever. They're, like, they're big enough for you to sleep on even as an adult. Um, way more comfortable than Paul's couches. Um, and we'd often kind of, like, push them together and make, like, giant, like, forts, or like, giant bases. And I, I always remember I was playing, I think, with the X-Force figures and making this giant base for them to all, like, live on and have a great time there. And all... <laughs> <laughs> Much better couches. Get a better couch, bastard. Um, absolutely fun times. Just, like, moving all the couches in the middle of the room. I don't think your mom was ever impressed with those those, those feats where we were just building this beautiful base for, for the X-Force and, like, my lounge.
0: <laughs> no matter how many times we... In- ensured that the lounge was spotless by the next morning, my mother would invariably always appear at the door that (laughs) night seeing the chaos of all the toys and be like,
1: I hope you clean up.
0: I'm like, (laughs) 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 of course we're going to clean up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I so, yeah, I these... was in <laughs> spotless. <laughs> exactly. It was, you know, they're essentially in the same position they we were when we began. So, yeah, definitely in those X-Force days. Um, and also me often revealing, um, like, new figures. I mean, I think Kane was definitely the standout um, when I, I I found Kane probably in, in Dion's or something. Or Reggie's. It's probably Reggie's, actually. Um, and coming back and, like, suddenly here's a new character. Like, hey, Cable. I see you're trying to form a team. I'm gonna help you out. And Stephen's like, "Oh my god, there's a new toy!"
3: What? And I,
0: being the hapless simp that I am, I copied that formula with every new release. I was like, Ooh, okay. "Let's make a reveal yeah, of me, it." Right. But yeah, you definitely set the tone there. And Kane—I mean, if, if you don't know, Kane was another Rob Liefeld—you know, skinny legs, mini pouches, bomber jacket. Mm cybernetics that first version that you got had this coolest feature of like yeah to be able to pull his hand out but it was like attached via a cord and you just yeah. click a switch on the back and it would snap back into into his wrist coolest that feature on a toy very sturdy too it still works mm-hmm. Paul, I'm going yes, to preempt you favorites. ever so slightly because you, your mic is still muted. For some reason, you disappeared while Rob and I were talking. It's very fitting because you didn't share a childhood with us. And I'm going to say that, my, that favorite memory... oh, um, my favorite memory... Oh, uh, you! what a guy! My favorite memory of playing with you doesn't come from our childhood. comes comes from our, our latter childhood. Our where latter in our 30s, too. we could still go into the garden and play. We even chronicled it in a video and here it is Guys, listening to the audio version only, that was my recently acquired water moccasin versus Paul's tiger fish. Yes. Tiger fish, yeah. also recently and acquired in the rain time. in Chattanooga, and yes, those toys were gifted us by the very generous Greg and Natalie of Lost and Found Toys Legends. So cool! Such mm. a
1: cool toy. Yep, that, that's like
2: forever children.
1: And that's the Tiger Force vehicle I have, like, the longest memory worth because that's the one David had. So uh-huh. that's kind of what switched me on to Tiger Force. That and the catalog. But we'll hear more about that in our Euro catalog <coughs> video, which will probably come out later.
2: <coughs> so, Here's a cool
1: little um, question
2: um, from hmm. Felipe. Um, some of his best GI Joe memories are related to when he had a screwdriver and learned how to pull apart and rebuild his Joe's. Um create some mm. mad wild creations. Did we ever do this, guys? Did we ever do this? I think um I think the only time we really kind of played with taking Joes apart and recreating them, at least for me and Steven, was for Shifters, our sci-fi universe hopping creations. Um mm-hmm. Steven Big Sliders
0: and... and The Matrix. Yeah,
2: all put together with monsters and crazy sci fi zombies and whatever else. I think that's the only time that I really remember. I was kind of like we jiggering
0: our joes to create our own characters. We took Budo's head after he was involved in a horrible accident and lost his limbs, and put that head yeah. on. I think Overkill's body. Overkill's body. Yeah, <laughs> I think the legs were different. No, no, the
2: legs stayed the, the
0: same. Time. It's very straightforward, like the transformation. Um, but in I fact, really it foreshadowed how Overkill was played out in other forms of media where he was like a deceased cyborg. soldier, re- mm. revived as this cyborg. Um, I, it's a cyborg. I'm i going to say that also, yeah, in Shifters, I used Eco Warrior Flint's head. Mm. I used Shockwave's armored torso. I used Backblast's amazingly ripped arms and the ability to sheath a version 3 Snake Eyes' sword in that, like, blocky... I don't know. What you'd call it? Bracket on his arm? Mm. And I used... And this is the most out-there parts choice of of the lot. I used the New Sculpt Era uh, Snow Serpent Legs, because they're very long, very limber, and they can do like a perfect splits. Like, they are extremely flexible. Within the limitations, they were like... I could do, like, crazy kicks, like Jean-Claude Van Damme style. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. flipping good question. what you, Paul? I mean, you did the um, craziest shit of all. You actually welded, like, plastic welded yeah, um,
1: spring-loaded <laughs> missile launches onto arms and stuff like that. Yeah, so that was, like, good and bad. Uh, and mm-hmm. the good stuff that came out of uh, Let me get into the bad so I can finish up with the good. The bad side is, is that most of my Joe collection kind of went to hell because of, of that because of customizing our Joe's, both David and myself, you know, a lot of figures that um, would be considered very collectible and classic and whatever's now were used as fodder um, for, for customization. And the good side of it is that, um, well, I love model kits, man. I love building, I love painting, I love making stuff. So, you know, I, I got that experience. I got that from that, you know, I learned a lot of things about paint and all that, all that kind of good jazz. And then also <laughs> melt, used to melt, spring loaded missile launchers to guys arms and and put in battle damage with them with screwdrivers on the armor parts. My poor bug was uh, a a bad victim of that as well. Just one day I just decided it's gotta have that battle damage and look wrecked. So I learned I learned a lot of things from (laughs) that. That was the good stuff. So yeah, it's good times. It's why I also have gun players A now I suppose. You know so Bart's oh, got a question in
0: the chat. Uh, he'd like mm. to know if I've ever used any core parts to substitute with GI Joes. And I think not. I, it it mm. has recently dawned on me that if you have got <laughs> a color match from a core part and you've got like maybe a broken crotch Joe, that that's a, you know, it gives you more options to find uh, crotches if you find, as I say, a, a match color. But like, yeah, mm. no, I never mix my Joes and and, and core um I'm always yeah, concerned that maybe that ever crossed my mind. Like if the parts don't have a nice feel, um then it's it's the you know the game is off. Like you need, like I think GI Joe is sized a certain way and core might be slightly off, but yeah. I, I don't well, have empirical evidence to bear on that. Well, Guys, let's move on to another question. Yeah. We got one from the handsome one himself, Mr. Chow. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite GI Joe? And why is it Duke? <laughs> okay, it's that well... silly grin
2: of his, you know, it, it just gets to you. You know, it's that's, know scary, you, but, like, but also.
0: Duke, Duke was not well represented toward the end of the line where we jumped on. I mean, there no, was, was, was. Did we even a own Duke?
1: a Duke? We
0: had Star Brigade Duke. I didn't. And want we had the one on the rocket launcher, man. The one that's. We that's... Did. <clears throat> well, yeah. Rob and I didn't personally have that one that straddles mm-hmm. the, the, the red rocket. Um, I kind of didn't want him at retail because he just seemed kind of bland to me. Um, I, I guess I was far more interested in more out there figures and characters. That that Battle Battlecore wave particularly started to feel like G.I. Joe was less inspired. I mm. don't know. I had General Flag from that line. I had the Desk from, from that line. They were excellent toys. But like, if you flash mm. back to just a few years before where like the accessories were just mind-blowing. They made the figure. The 1992 the gridiron, Battle right? Corps... Yeah, the Good 1992 stuff. Battle Corps Wave 1 DJ. like... Okay, maybe they had an interesting gun, but the rest was just... The rest of the plastic count was sold out on, like, a launcher. So it really started mm, yeah. to sack the intrigue from the, those, those um, blisters. So yeah, Duke was not well-represented. We only had the armor tech Duke growing up, and that you couldn't integrate that on the regular battlefield when we were in space, it was his time to shine, but yeah. but otherwise,
2: yeah, no Duke, because we didn't own Duke figures. Um, yeah, he wasn't really like the leader of the
1: Joes for us. Of course, Hans is I now found... screaming at his radio. I, I, my Duke experience is, well, I did have the straddle and missile launcher Duke. Um, and <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember like for some reason, really wanting that Duke because he was more army man. He was more military. He was more quote unquote realistic. Um, so, I kind of really liked that that Duke quite a bit. Uh, and then the video game, I got the Atlantis, uh, almost called it the Atlantis Factor. It is the Atlantis Factor. It is? G.I. Joe 2. G.I. Joe 2. And then that switched me onto that Duke again. Like, I was like, oh, cool, I got this figure because it was one of the few figures that I had survived, David and I, uh, well, the David and Paul toy G.I. Joe customizing Mexico of 1993. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I like that Duke but I want to say Duke is my favorite but Duke is an interesting character because when I got the vintage one um, from Greg Crokett I never knew I wanted a Duke until I had one and then I was very much in love with the toy and I, w- I still wouldn't say I'm in love with the character but I was in love with the toy and Devil's Dude did one thing to Duke that kind of hurt the character but also made the character more intriguing was that he was kind of um an agent and he wasn't 150% GI Joe and that made him kind of interesting. I like that idea as well. So mm, he's more like a,
2: a secret agent almost.
1: it was a bit weird, but mm-hmm. it did
2: add
0: something different to the character. Made him not has like- explained mm-hmm. his love for Duke. He's recently gotten the red rock rocket <laughs> So yeah, look if it's got that <laughs> new toy glow for you, awesome. Um just don't compare his nose to any other action figure. Oh dear, did I did I just root it for you? It's like mine. Yeah, look, it's a fun <laughs> figure when, when viewed directly on or directly from behind. I Like he is his arcade version Duke. So so if you played the Konami game, that's the version of Duke you want to have to have to have. Mm. But you only ever need to see him from behind if you're playing that game, you know. <laughs> It's a, it's a rail <laughs> shooter. We've got a uh, another question this time from Spoonkiller. I think he's in the chats, or he was at least. Great to see you. You can turn. Oh no, before we get to Spoonkiller, ah, brick fiction, also in the chats. Which Play motion episode are you proudest of? Huh. Now I'm gonna just say, I mean, almost arbitrarily, like I'm I'm proud of each one for, for various reasons, but the The one I've settled on on is called The Slaughterhouse. Uh, It's Mm. the second part of Renegades. And I think, shot for shot, everything in it is very nicely presented. I mean, as nicely as these amateur videos can be. But, like, (laughs) yeah, a lot of location shooting, a lot of different location shooting, a lot of varied techniques. A lot of, I mean, I got to play with um, Zazel, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouses. Um, Rise of Cobra Pit playset, and kind of do interesting things to kind of expand the space of it. Um, there was a black and white sort of VHS found footage section. There was a gorgeous sunrise. Um, just various like indulgent things that I did with that one because it was basically shot for like six months. You know, mm. I, I kind of I, I just become a father. I I could only sneak away only so much each time. So this was a play motion that just took a long time to produce. And a lot of the time was just spent thinking about it, letting the wheels turn in my head. So a lot of it's probably the most reflected on one. And as a result, it kind of hangs together the best. Um, There are no real loose ends. It it really is a kind of a a satisfying production for me, from the script, from the planning to the execution. And, yeah, the second part is is my favorite of the lot. It's basically the, the training montage sequence. It's taking Mercer from being a, a, a captive to being a member of a team. It's that, yeah, it's good. Paul, how about My you? favorite is the one of the oh, whales. One. Sorry, Paul. But what
2: no, was that? That's part three. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Part three, four, yeah. four, three, four. Just we shot it, it a in one experience. afternoon. Yeah, one afternoon we went down to a, a, a picked you a up from work stream
0: near my work. Picked you up from work and, and we went to literally the nearest location possible, like the not dangerous the stream outside outside mm-hmm. the South African breweries headquarters. Breweries. You we were it's in that Newland's... water getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe that was why it's so good. Awesome. <laughs>
2: that was that was awesome. I, I enjoyed mean, it's the whales as well. It's just fun to kind of like take them out, put them in water. Um He's and having two the of them just makes a fun experience, you know. Um it's it, it was yeah, it's it's funny fun thing to watch and it's a fun thing to think back on, like the, the behind the scenes experiences of us um creating it. Um so that that's definitely one of my absolute favorite um like videos that we've 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 made. Um because I had a lot of fun and and also it's one of the ones where we weren't like at the beach in you know, beating down hot sunlight um you know i could actually not sweat through the entire shoot so definitely one of my my absolute favorites that we we've made hmm.
1: paul me What's um, your favorite? i'm gonna cheat as usual uh oh, i have two gosh. favorites uh the one Oof. is only okay so my my contribution to and maybe it's, this is important to preface this my contribution to a lot of play motion comes from the sort of uh audio side, so I do a lot of music stuff for the play emotions, uh which is rec- really fun actually really really dig that um and then I have the occasional you know like script like line or two or you know and then you know thankfully you know we are all sort of involved in brainstorming workshopping ideas you know Stephen will throw out stuff and then we'll respond and we'll ch- have a chat, so we will definitely
2: know, respond yes.
1: Yeah, so my my involvement with these things comes, uh, I, I feel like the involvement that's the most important to me with a lot of these things is the, the music side. And so I'm the most proud of, um, well, the Renegades, the whole Renegades series and Bad Luck Lady because I really love the music I wrote for Bad Luck Lady. I really dig that piece of music. I think it works with what Steven shot. Um, it just works so well. I love the photography and that or the cinema photography because everything's moving. Um, Beautiful, beautiful like play motion. And it's the one that I like to show off to people. So if somebody doesn't know what play motion is, it's the one I like to show off to people because I feel like it gets everything about a play motion um, across to somebody who is not into toys and doesn't know what the hell play motion is. So I like Mm. that. It's the one I'm the most proud of, Um, even though, you know, Stephen did all the principal principal photography, but, and the toy playing and all that. But I also got to do some props on that one. So I'm quite happy. And then renegades. I just really love the music I did for renegades. Um, and I like the logo and I like, I enjoyed playing Mosa. Uh, that was a really fun character and yeah, it was, it was cool to have a bit of a stronger feature in one of these things. So, yeah. So those are my two proudest, uh, play motions
0: excellent uh look and your uh falcon kick might be understated poorly uh oh, shut look, th- this th- i wouldn't I-, I need a sounding board always and you're the constant voice that i can turn to to call me on my bullshit. another person who called me a plenty was zazel um he collaborated with the the plotting of the renegades and i think that's why it's so good it was vetted by you know, I, I kind of would forge ahead a little bit and then vetted by the both of you. And so uh, and I think, um, Paul, I mean, you do call me on my bullshit, but uh, you can sometimes also be very encouraging and like a, a yes, man, which is awesome. Whereas, they would challenge me on a lot of things. And to be fair, mm. a lot of the time I kind of made the final call, but about 30% of the time I was like, you know what, I think you're right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it is a, a cumulative project of, of, of many minds pulling together. Um, I saw a great question from um, uh, it was our back, and I yeah. can deal with it very quickly. He says, What was the hardest play motion you guys had to film? Um, Cobra Clutch, which was shot in a swamp, um, in oh, a, yes. heady oh, mixture, a heady oh, mixture of swamp. yeah, Crocs. Potentially, um, you know, I, I, was, I was an idiot. I should have never been that close to the water because, yeah, I was in crocodile country. Fortunately, I'm still alive with all of my limbs, but it could have they gone me.
3: Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I was just filming, you can't smell the play motion, but I can, and it smells like <laughs> a heady mixture of ibis and bat shit, those mm. mangrove swamps, and like you can't go in there with any footwear because it, you sink in and you get that kind of vacuum effect and you would your wellies or your flip flops or whatever you're wearing would would come apart Gone. and beneath that mud is like this bed of razor sharp rocks so I'm like, you just can't win it was hell, can't I, win. I gashed That's myself it. bad um, not
2: and to, no one was meant to ever be in there, the mozzies were in your
0: life yeah
2: I see Storm has joined our chants. is here with us now. And he's restoring his flag. Excellent. Storm Shadow has his I
3: will flag.
1: be restoring my flag when the weather cools.
0: Repro my friends. <laughs> it's the only way. I need Repro Let's get on to Spoon Killer's question, which I alluded <laughs> to earlier. But he asks, you can turn one G.I. Joe comic into a big budget movie. Which would you choose? Mm. Smart Money is on G.I. Joe Cobra. I mean, the whole thing is written almost like with a screenplay in mind. The way it plays out, very cinematic. If you haven't read G.I. Joe Cobra, do yourself the hugest favor. I couldn't give it a more higher recommendation. It's We're talking about the one that is the kind of the, the Chuckles focus. Sets Chuckles up as your protagonist and it just becomes this incredible journey into... Intrigue into this enigmatic organization called Cobra, the, the level of danger and realism of that series cannot be understated. And it would mm-hmm. make for a terrific <clears throat> Hollywood film, I think. And it would just happen to be G.I. Joe. Like for a G.I. Joe fan, we'd be like, awesome. There's the Baroness, there's Tomax and Zamod, there's Cobra Command. Like, but for a casual movie go it would also be a compelling watch.
2: What will work even better is the is um whichever issue scoops in special mission uh four or f- 34 <laughs> because it's he's like the Scoop. audience he's he's the audience point of view you know he comes in there he doesn't know much about he seems to not know much you know they'll teach him like the lingo of what they're doing out there you gotta check this thing you gotta knock it on your head you gotta do the the lingo you know drop zone and the thing and the thing um and you kind of just follow him as he kind of like gets in with the team and they're all not trusting him. But by the end of the issue, they're like, you're a good dude. You know, we, we, we're, we're amazed that you're with us. Um, And I think that makes for a very tight film. It's not like about too much, too extra. It's very much just like focused. Like this is a cool mission. There's no like, uh, there's nothing extra. And also I think it could be very accessible to non-Jo fans as well because it's very much just like a war movie, you know, like a, a group of – soldiers just going into the jungle and just doing shit so and a future scoop okay how could, how could it be any <laughs> better good
0: scoop i good would thing. argue that special missions i would want to see a, a live action tv show that could be good actually ensemble cast yeah, each time i want to so see nice scoop on the of, big screen a nice mixture of various characters You'd it would make it a very good tv show mm. Yeah, Absolutely. Kind of. What's the what's the term? There's a term for a show that like um, on oh, uh, anthology, maybe anthology. Yeah, that's it.
2: Know. Anthology series. There you go. Yeah, G.I. Joe special missions. I, so, Paul, I, kind, I kind of, of operation feel like... wingman. How's it? Why is it? Actually, o- operation wingman.
1: Yeah, operation Wingfield. You're 100 right, Rob. Yeah. I really enjoyed this because I feel like this is this would make a great G.I. Joe movie, uh, because for everything I said on the comic uh, on the episode when we spoke about the comic, but the basic thing is I love that it's not necessarily about Cobra. But I feel like if you're going to do a G.I. Joe movie, you could actually have this as your first villain and then allude to Cobra in the end of it to, to kind of give this franchise legs. And I feel like this would have been a good way to do it. Um, kind of show America, not America, but military from a good and a bad perspective you know mili- mili- the military used as a good thing and the military used as a bad thing i feel like wingfield has definitely got that um going for it and i feel that that's ca- something that gi joe kind of needs i think it needs um need it needs a spotlight on it to go- basically show this is why the military is good i mean that is that is essentially what larry homer tried to do as well with the book he's showing the good stuff and then there's stuff in the military that is bad that he's also sort of showing you know and that's G.I. Joe for me in a lot of ways these days. But yeah. I'm going to cap us off by really saying like, if, lot, but...
0: if budget was no concern, like this is a massive budget undertaking, you couldn't get better than Tom Shirley's Transformers versus G.I. Joe. Oh, dude. Oh, gosh. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> I, also I, think have the... one, I have one caveat. Oh, I mm-hmm. would want it to be made in the vein of the Lego movie. Or the Lego Batman movie, more specifically, uh, with action yeah, figures interesting. With well, it would be a CG movie, but photo-real action figures. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be mm-hmm. in, in. In so red. many yeah. instances, Tom Shirley's, particularly the Transformers, look like they're very clunky box art dimensions. Mm-hmm. And I'd want the same with G.I. I would want to see rivets. I would want to see screws. I would want to see crotches. Sometimes be broken so crotches. That series the would really we come to live. Yeah, we want... Mm. I, I I, think this, there's a There's a fun that we lose in setting G.I. Joe's as hardcore, like, realistic military organization. So on the mm. one end of the spectrum, yes, we've got G.I. Joe Cobra, which is my kind of realism pick. But my fantasy, my, my heart of hearts, I want to see something like the Lego Batman movie. Like, is the Lego Batman movie the best Batman movie ever made? I think it is. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> It's Those the best Lego movie. It's just so good. So yeah, Look at this
0: and Transformers in something like that.
1: Look at this Jim, man, Jimmy Godfrey. Jim, how dare you? I say he it said, constantly. Go for it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no I've, I've I say you, guys <laughs> you guys write the finest. You guys write the finest G.I. Joe media. Your take is right up there with Costa and Shia Lee for capturing the right feeling. It always hits the mark. Happy 300 for my boys. Oh, Jimmy. Dude, thank you, man. And I mean, you've been on a long road with us as well. So to hear you say that is that's that's high praise. Because Jim is Jim is quite uh, a well-read man. He enjoys a lot of things. He knows a lot of things. And that was really cool. Thank a cool you. Cool question
2: I saw earlier, um, because I mean
1: it, it it has to do with me. Um, I
2: think. Um from the Hilt said, <laughs> I really enjoyed your bedtime story. Are you guys mm-hmm. going to do any more of those? Um, I think it'll be really cool to do more of those. Um uh, we well, we got another book from Mark. Work work. Yeah, well, Mark sent us
0: more of his work. So well,
2: absolutely, we should definitely do that. I think December, Stephen, you and me, you guys should come over, get a... your
1: blanket, sleep on the floor, Oof.
2: bedtime stories. Absolutely, <laughs> I think it's going to be fantastic. And <laughs> uh, that was a very fun experience for me to do. I just got crazy.
0: Just <laughs> you got into it, man, stuff. big time. Right, if absolutely. you're scratching your head, guys, we uh, it's called The Games Master Returns or Return of the Game Games Master. Yes, so mm-hmm. it's it's. It's a, a Dio story written by Mark van Leeuwen, beautifully bound and sent to us. And it basically is the sequel to the Sunbow episode called The Games Master. And mm-hmm. he uses all the toys from the toy box. So we decided to have a bedtime story, basically. Yes, wonderfully us.
2: wonderfully narrated by me. It was, exactly. that was probably one of my favorite evenings. You know, we just all oh, sitting yeah. together in a bed just, New uh, news. just telling stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good.
0: Absolutely so yeah, funny. Seek it out. Um, give it some hits. That that video could do with some more love. Hell yeah. Um, to hear let's to move some, on to another question. Yeah. Do it. Alan Grant, another friend of the show, of course. Um, he wants to know a Joe highlight and a fail for each of you over the years. I'm going to narrow it and just say this year alone has had highlights and fails. On the hmm. highlight side, they got one of these. a Cobra Terridrome. And a mess of figures and vehicles for ridiculous prices like thrift shop prices disgusting (laughs) like that is a stroke of good luck that um yeah i mean if you're in the joe game long enough hopefully these similar stories happen to you um but yeah this is this is way up there this is the find of the year maybe the find of the last five years a fail from 2023 I am still butthurt about the Skystriker, the Hazlab. It's ah. an all right jet. But the fact that GI Joe's first HasLab had to be this kind of bundle pack with the value padded out by a bunch of things that I didn't actually want, it still grinds my gears, guys. 34th. And it wasn't cheap to get one of these HasLabs into Australia. Australia still doesn't have the HasLab or Hasbro Pulse app, or, or yeah, it, it, Hasbro Pulse is not available in Australia, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, I had to go through a third party. There was tax and import duty and various shipping legs to it. And it was not a small box, once again, inflated by the fact that it had all these pack-in extras that I don't want. I don't like blast effects, I don't like flight stands, I don't like extra figures that are crap.
1: Keep force. All that
0: stuff. So yeah. Haslap Haslab Sky Striker.
1: Boo. Boo. You haven't told oh yeah. I was just gonna talk about the Baroness. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't about the Sky Striker, that was just um, oh
0: yes, that was the um the 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 hiss tank, the mega hiss came with a carded yeah. baroness and she has got a very high hairline. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Guys, like I I don't want any of the new O-ring figures. So and I fear the market is currently flooded with the Haslab ones, so it's not like I'm gonna turn a profit all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to sit yeah. on them for years and years and years.
1: You know, if that's the kind of thing you care about, it'll happen quicker than you realize. I mean, look at how quickly modern era stuff for a long time it was kind of here. And then all of a sudden it just spiked. You can ask uh, Hans, I'm sure, because he he still sort of buys them every now and then. But he's uh, more up to date with the pricing. I just happened to look at them the other day and I was like, oh, my God. Um, highs and lows GI Joe for me uh, has got to be. Uh, this is not I, I'm, I'm blaming GI Joe for this. Uh, this is the thing I'm upset with, specifically with G.I. Joe. And I have been with uh, uh, upset with this for a while now. So, at least, if, if anything, I'm consistent with this. I hate the subscription and exclusive toy model that Hasbro has used for G.I. Joe. I absolutely despise it. I think it's one of the worst things to happen to G.I. Joe. It's certainly um, soured me on a lot of stuff in G.I. Joe over the years. Uh, it's made me less excited about things, which kind of sucks, because my favorite part about G.I. Joe is the toys. And, you know, things like uh, most recently Cepento and Mindbender being like unbelievably, stupidly hard to get hold of if you're not in America. And even for an American, um, they are difficult to get hold of. I absolutely despise that. I hate it. Um, and that's hurt my love for the toy line quite a bit. So that's a, a big low for me. Um, alternatively, a big high for me has been, well, being reunited. And this is thanks to Steve. And to uh, your cousin Steve, <laughs> um, but being reunited with the Warthog has been a really big one mm. for me. And this is like recently, uh, but this also comes to a greater thing of having a, a really amazing vintage collection that I absolutely love to bits, um, and so that's like a huge highlight for me. So maybe it's a little <clears throat> bit of a cheat thing, but it's a big thing for me. And uh, you know, guys like this dude, like Ninja Force Star it's awesome, makes me very happy. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: sweet. I th- low lights. I mean, I it probably it's probably like um yeah no, no new vintage Joe. It's like you know they kind of like started trying to do it and then you know O ring figures and then they kind of like gave up on it. Um, I'd absolutely love it if we could get more O ring figures, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So that's definitely a low light for me. A highlight is just continuing to enjoy GI Joe and all the. And the kindness of of everyone who watches us, um, sending us awesome figures that we've never owned before. We mention a figure, and they're like, "Yeah, you definitely need the uh the Ninja Force Axe Attack vehicle. We could d- we're gonna send that to you. You don't have to. Please never send that to me. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't want it. Don't. I, I'm I'm not even kidding. This is for reals. Don't send me that. Because. Don't send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it but I am always appreciative of everything else that ever, anyone has ever sent any of us it's just so cool um, to see like you know our collections grow um, um, when any of us get toys um, I'm always very very happy so that's always a highlight that people share their collections with us um, and I think that that's that's really cool and um, WJ it is a braai that's what Afrikaans is for for barbecue it's not a brat it's not a braak there's a bra, and um, all
1: bribes are good, especially when we win the rugby.
2: Absolutely. So, although we're not we together and we're not going to celebrate 300 with a bra now, um, I, I hopefully we will celebrate with a bra when I see Stephen in, in December. I think they're you know, celebrating being
0: back in oh, South Africa. Boy, I've got a pack oh, of foodivores right here. Ooh. I, I know I ever need. We had a nice question <laughs> pop up in the chat, which I think we can deal with um, quite swiftly. Oh, yeah. not quite. Um, Moonlight? Not to... Where are you, boy? Uh, what do you think go. of the Any higher ports, toys? Mm. Higher toys making shrunken classified figures. They didn't shrink them enough. I think they're still too tall to mix in with um, four-inch moderns. So Are they enough. even too tall for modern figures?
2: I actually mean, I haven't uh, seen a size comparison. Ever so
0: slightly. I think they would say send... Which
2: works with the Predator figures, I think, probably, and the Alien figures. I mean, the, I think those are nice to, to scale to G.I.
0: Joe's. Yeah, if you're interested in collecting a further scale of G.I. Joe, higher is your your new jam. But, I, I don't know. I, and also, the, the designs are, take it or leave it, but like they also look quite frail to me. I, 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 I'm probably misjudging. I need to get one in hand. So... Um. Watch the space. Maybe I will.
1: Everyone sent Rob a Ninja Force Axe Vehicle. I saw one at for a, a time. It was at terrifying. a toy
0: fair. Rob and I thought of getting it, but I, I actually don't want to call your bluff on that because you will actually throw it on the floor
1: and really don't. I repeatedly. really will. Um, as for the higher toys thing, I can totally comment on that. There's no one qualms. on its way. Um, So I have one in Commander. Yeah, the higher toys Snake, Snake Eyes. eyes. Yeah, okay so. but but joy cool. toys joy toys like one to 18 scale offerings are amazing we we had the warhammer figures over at comic-con um uh, and damn like damn they're amazing they're, they they they're special they're special toys anyway um i got a question for moonlight actually a bit of mm. a random one moonlight um is your handle Derived from Ahmed Cole, from the we've already covered this, this Rob, and it Did is. Then I covered that. <laughs> Good. <It's laughs> come on, Rob. In which, case,
0: in which case, Moonlight, please, Rob, please correct me. I'm stop sure it. it
1: is. I I keep thinking, like, I'm sorry, it's stop just asking like, these random it go questions. It goes so crazy Rob. for me stop that I can't it. remember things as much as I want to. But uh, yeah, that it's makes me very happy to hear. Why, here. why Rob, there was why? something else? Uh, somebody mentioned. Uh, with regards to toys. Um quickly with the movie and all that, I also think the Trojan Gambit is a pretty good blueprint for introducing Transformers in the G.I. Joe world, if they mm-hmm. want to link them to- together. And I don't want to and then one other <clears throat> thing I wanted to comment on, because um I think it was was it W or was it um, Darren Cobb? Somebody here you sang to me when you said um, toy oh it was Dustin. It's like toy exclusivity has become the norm for all collector brand, and it's trash, and I hate it. Yes, dude, it single-handedly killed uh, most of the universe for me. Uh, when I saw that Mossman and, and a few other figures were like special exclusives that were going to end up costing like $80, and then trying to get them through people here meant they were going to be like $160. I was like, I've got enough figures now. I'm happy. It killed it for me. So yeah, exclusivity does suck. It's a shit model. Good. Uh Cool. Question what else? No. We've no, got way, no.
0: two that I'm going to roll together and say that this is more of a uh, inspiration for a future episode but General Mills wants to talk about the good stuff from the 2000s the Spy Troops Valor versus Venom era and Vincent396 says he'd love to hear our takes on sub- some obscure vehicles like the 2001 Night Landing Craft. Great idea. This is an era of GI Joe that we haven't not nearly shown enough love to or enough focus to. So, future topics, my friends. The brain, the I like that. Turning, um, yeah, that's, <clears the throat> that's our brain monitor. turning. Uh, that too. Um, Moonlight 47, he has jumped into our questions, um, both in the live and in the the, the, the previous asking of what do I want to call them? Canvassing of questions. Canvassing, he asks, Would it be cool to have a a bit of classic segments back like definitive sculpts, or to hear old tales um for all mm. old takes from previous episodes that may not have aged well or perhaps some behind the scenes of getting to 300. so i'm going to pluck out of that because we are going to revisit an old section hopefully at the end of this podcast at this time um but an old take of mine that hasn't aged well i really came out in defense of the gi joe origins snake eyes movie yeah, as did I. Don't worry.
1: I guess I, was I still enjoyed.
0: Seemed good. I was trying so hard that I kind of made retrospective um, excuses for more questionable elements of that film. So I think, yeah, I, I I got a little bit too creative with my my defending of it. Rob, how about you, man? Um, all my opinions are good
1: i had a moment of weakness and actually enjoyed one of the terrible star wars actually coming out of the cinema and, and actually i knew this is what you're gonna enjoying say. star this wars. is actually what i was gonna say this weighs <laughs> on me heavily my dude They say it weighs on me so badly, but you know that's the nice thing. You know, you grow. Force
0: Awakens is the second best Star Wars movie ever. Oh my
1: god, he said that. Yep, (laughs) I may have. We ranked these things, and you said Force Awakens is number two. I somehow, and then you know what the sad thing is? It's like it was like a few months after that that I watched it again, and I was like, "What have I done?" But, Paul, this <laughs> you is know? symptomatic of that film.
0: I think we all were very quick to say like it can oh my it can God. very it takes you over in the
2: moment, I think
0: it does because you know? it plays all those notes, those familiar notes. It's like, and it's mm. also that, that relief of like,, oh, it's not as bad as episode one. <laughs> and also but once again. And,
3: history yeah. has not been Ooh. kind.
0: What else The Emperor really has no clothes. Star Wars is just vandalized at this point. I'm so glad that
1: the Mandalorian has been consistently back. good. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got no clothes. You're, no. Naked. We've seen it all. I, all everything I am has all. all the sith. <laughs>
3: you
1: fucking and play the game. Honestly, like just quickly on that topic of just the uh, I watched those again. I, and when I say watched, I I forced myself through them. That's where I had to use the force. I had to force myself through them. And no. Like, I don't know. It must have just been the right... The planets were aligned or something. It must have been the right day. But, like, honestly, those movies can go to hell. They can be in the background playing to create some ambiance in my home. But, uh no. <laughs> um And as, coming back to the Snake Eyes origin film, still the be- second best G.I. Joe movie, in my opinion. Uh I say that because <laughs> the 1985 animated original is the, best still the G.I. Joe. It's the best G.I. Joe movie. Seven? Rise of um, is it eighty seven? Oh yeah, it's 80. No, oh yeah, it's eighty seven. Eighty five is Transformers. Eighties. Well, eighty six is Transformers. Anyway, eighty eight. Uh, oh, but yeah. yes, that's the second best Transformers. Uh, uh, GI Joe <laughs> movie, and 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 it's the first best Ninja movie. Like I gotta say, as a Ninja movie, it's better than a lot of Ninja films that have come out in the like last five years as well. So let's be fair on that one. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Oh, like, what? Oh, what are the other it. questions? There was something about movies. Somebody well, asked already. If good you question
0: listen, yeah. Well, we're gonna get there now. Um, if you mm-hmm. listened to the the, the the little excerpt that I played from episode one of the GI Joe book podcast, I used to announce my code name as T Man. So T-Man. embarrassing. Anyways, so that is that, that's, well, well that's a that's a segment that that we've lost, fortunately. Paul has gone by various code names, Deadly Pencils, Weapon Logic. Weapon logic. I've just Rob's called you Rob. the loving scoopful, Rob, which is a fairly recent thing. I don't know if that's the age. Yes, it. Roberto. Probably, probably not. <laughs> Carl Beattie wants to know about uh, mods done to vehicles. Um, I love the revolution of 3D printing. If you've got broken things, like terror doors. They can slot something into that door that will fix it. A 3D printed part that just would slide right in there to give it a tab to allow it to swing in. I mean, that's just one you example. You can even get the
1: door printed.
0: This You can get doors printed. You can print um, doors that fit into your MCC to fill those cavities that actually swing. Yeah. I mean, action robot well, I mean, the most featured thing we've had is, I mean, the man previously
2: known as Mauler Joe. I mean, his his Maulers. He's, mm-hmm. He created fantastic little parts that kind of fit all over that thing to kind of customize it, um, to make it more complete. Um, I think, yeah, 3D printing definitely is the future for a lot of, like, um, ing you know, and kind of like completion of things.
0: So that's probably my favorite. I mean, personal modifications. I mean, <clears throat> putting the flag to see is, is, is it's pretty much up there. But anytime I'm able to put lighting into play sets that would otherwise need illumination, like the underside of a pterodrome, very gloomy. Run a few LEDs or something through the, the cavity above that, all of a sudden, phew, you breathe life into an area that was otherwise lifeless. Um, Chaplain Joe pod, oh, gosh. Well, thanks for reminding me, Gary. Um, s seven, 7. something that the um, chief <laughs> chief from Talking Joe uh gave me because he, I mean, this song didn't get any play in, in SA, but I'm sure it was huge what? in the UK. Um, S, dude, no that was like huge in the party. country, okay? It and was massive. It. Where were Our you? House. House. I hate I that
1: song, NSYNC. but it... <laughs> Yeah, well, we were because we were competing with it as well. But yeah, you it's know, club seven was huge, man. It is so, yeah, and I thank was you for how big it was in this country. Thank That's you. That's why for I always it. laugh at him calling you. Joe Mind.
2: Watson Joe Mind has joined the chats. Thank you so much, guys. Uh another absolute bonkers, crazy, cool podcast. Um appreciate it. And welcome, Kerber Viper Eleven. Hi, hi. Nice, nice.
0: Uh, Oh, I love using practical things like paper clips. Like to this day, I've got the firmest Mar- Silver Mirage motorcycle like rear suspension because oh. I've just extended it with a bent piece of paper oh. clip. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Similarly with the the ore strikers, you know, there's a, a way of kind of opening out a paper clip and just taping it against the side walls, and then getting, you know, that leaf spring suspension back to life. Pepper clips are a useful thing, guys, <clears throat> um, and they'll last forever, right? For sure. And they're inexpensive to replace if they don't, if they rust out or, I don't know, whatever. So, yes, modifications. Some are easy to make, some are less easy to make, but we do love them on GI Joeberg um, I think Pepper Turner wants 1 is to know, great. Let's skip ahead to Derek Lana's question, which I'm dying to do. Um, uh, let's talk about Hollywood stars from the Sunbow yeah, era that would have been perfect for a live-action G.I. Joe movie made somewhere in the realm of, like, 1983 insanity. to 88. Sanity. Who wants to go first? So we, we're doing a fantasy casting, but with a twist. These aren't current... Well, the three. I'm pretty sure some of them are current, you know, A-listers maybe on in years, some of them are no longer with us. We're talking about actors that were of the correct age back in, say, 1988 to take place, to take part in a G.I. Joe live action movie.
1: Okay. I bent the rules a little, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, of course. But not, 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 like not too much. I just, I had to a little. Um, so what I'm going to show is, and, and here's the thing. Um, I, yeah, I, I, this is the cast I came up with. Um, and this is the team I came up with. So I'm going to start with uh, should I start with boys or girls first? Hmm. Um, <laughs> let's start with everybody's favorite character. And Cobra I ultimately Commander. said, right. uh, actually, yeah, let's do Cobra Commander. So this would be my choice for Cobra Commander. Let's do this. This is Christopher Walken. Mm. Oh, wow. Would have been so great for Cobra Commander. I, I specifically got this picture of him with the trench coat. Um, just, you know, because of the Cobra Commander with the trench coat. But just the way Christopher Walken is would be perfect for Cobra Commander, I think. Um, I don't know if he would even do the voicing, but it would be cool. And he's such a great dramatic actor. And I think, you know, he's famously known for taking on pretty much every role that's given to him. So, if he were, I'm sure he'd have fun with Cobra Commander. I think it'd be great. And Let's go on to a- another Cobra character. Uh, in his 80s, Frank Langella would have been mm. fantastic, in my opinion, as Destro. Uh, man's got gravitas huh. on screen; he's very powerful. He was great as Skeletor, um, and actually too good to be Skeletor, to be fair. And I think he would make an amazing Destro because he could. I struggled
2: train... with Destro. Like, well, I, I could think of was Sean Connery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like <laughs> the only.
2: Cool. I think it's a a, a good call. He'd be a good older, like Destro.
1: Yeah, no, uh, but the problem with Sean Connery is is that his screen, you know, his screen persona is very um, good guy. So I don't know if people would like him as a bad guy. Um, Then let's get on to some Joes. Um, The women he liked to knock about, might might
0: say otherwise, Paul. (laughs) He's become a controversial character of late. Oh,
1: well... Yeah, but I'm talking about in the 80s, dude. I mean, Sean Connery was, like, yes. loved in the 80s. Yeah. Mm. So here's a great one for Spirit before mm. you guys. So I, I do... District
0: anti- can be an anti-hero at times. So if you think of, yes. all, yeah, Connery in Hunt for Red October...
1: Nah, I yes. would still prefer Franklin Geller because I like Frank... Uh, because Franklin Geller can play a good and a bad guy really well. Sean Connery can play an officer very well, whether that be a Russian mm. or American or British or whatever. So I like Langella. And plus, I've seen Langella nail skeletal. Like, the fact that he acts straight through that mask is, is insane. So here we and have... Then, yes, is this uh, Wes
0: Storm Shadow?
1: <laughs> no, this is Wes Studi. No. Um, mm. And he is a Native American uh, uh, actor. In the, uh, and this is him from the 80s. Uh, he would have been fantastic as Spirit, in my opinion. I think he would have been great this uh he's an incredible actor as well major chops i think he would have been so good at spurt mm. especially because spurt could have been a great spiritual excuse the hypo- hyperbole but it could have been a great spiritual kind of uh voice for the joe team in the way that i would do the film um i'm getting to duke don't worry and these two <laughs> and yes you're gonna love this casting so uh in the 80s <laughs> uh i think i can never remember this woman's name and i actually got it written down somewhere but i don't want to try and find it now but um his name is cypher and i think he would have been so cool as a rock and roll i got another good for anyone listening movie. along
0: we're talking about um man in arms and
1: teela from from the, the Hume, from the, the motor movie. movie yeah
0: yeah
2: Somehow Motu made it in here. Amazing. And so
1: she <laughs> price, I would price. I would cast her as Scarlet. Uh I think because she, she's just a strong character, she had a cool voice, she's a good actor. Um well decent actor, became a good actor. Uh <laughs> Paul, but yeah, back I yourself buddy, back great. yourself.
2: Well, is it uh is, in is TV it Chelsea shows...
1: Field, Paul? Yes, it's then Chelsea Tyrus Field. Exists. Thank you. There we go. Yes, mm. and uh, Rob Robert, would Robert be familiar with her work because she's now uh, heavily featured in NCIS as well because so, uh-huh. he watches that mom show. And yeah. then um, mm-hmm. let's get to more ladies of G. No, no, and there's a stalker in my film. And of course, it's Carl Weathers, guys. Of course. If anyone
0: doesn't put 1980s Carl Weathers a stalker, I'll be very surprised. Like who <laughs> else, honestly? Like who else? You Good know? picture, by the way, Paul.
1: So I'm not wanted to get quickly. these like tasty quickly, magazine quickly. shots. I've got a few more. I've got a few ladies you but you oh, know wow. you, you, you go for it. Um, well, I
0: went with once again acting chops as my main consideration. Same, mm, um, so yeah. Oh, really? I saw some swimsuit, yeah. swimsuit models they're good actors. Thought, I'm going to go Tom Berenger as Duke. Wow. That's nice It's a really good one. Julianne Moore. Scarlet, in the eighties, phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal natural redhead, and in the eighties she was a thing. She absolutely, in fact, because I only some...
1: remember seeing her early nineties. Sorry, man. Okay, no, Pearl. No, no
2: 80s, she, she, was, she, was right. she was big. Paul I struggled Weathers, to um, cast Scarlet. Actually, couldn't think of someone that I thought was like physically capable of doing Scarlet justice. Oh, I ended up making...
0: Just... <laughs> Use a stunt woman, um, Julianne I love Julianne. I don't know yeah. for sure. But I, I like the her natural red hair, own... she, she looks like my real life version of Scarlet in my imagination. Good mm. pick, good pick of her too. Just, <laughs> well, yeah. If you got the it first haunted, one that popped up, oh, totally. Um, Carl Weathers, <laughs> perfection stalker. Need I say more? Sigourney Weaver as Lady J. Baroness. Oh, really, as J. Yeah, okay. that is what? a good choice for Lady. James. The green jumpsuit, man, she rocked it in Aliens. The curly so, hair as well, I think, fits really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this fantasy casting makes me so sad because, like, these are all amazing actors. Some of them are not even, some of them are not even with us anymore. But this movie will never be made. So I'm like, it's a fun exercise for the mind. But all of a sudden, I'm like, mm. oh, we'll never get this movie. GI guys was also... in big talks for getting a live action movie back in the 80s. You can see it in a number of the letters pages on in the comic book where the kind of mm. the editorial staff are saying, Yes, it's still in talks, it's just moved to another studio, blah blah blah. So it was being battered about, but it you know. Hindsight is 2020, never voice. got it. Did you also Sergeant as Sergeant Slaughter? Of course, as Sergeant
2: Slaughter. Can't yeah. not do it. Yeah.
0: Willem Defoe is my pick for Cobra Commander. Just hmm. no choice. Probably the most menacing I actor I could have thought of, and he just played Christ actually in a passion movie that same year. So <laughs> that's pretty counterculture right there. In the eighties, Angelica Houston, Baroness. Okay. I like well, the idea it. of not casting a swimsuit model and actually casting someone who is is, as far as I'm concerned, the Baroness because she needs to be she needs to be a bit more veteran. She needs to be competent enough to be. High command of Cobra, capable of leading mm. troops in the field, and also a keen strategic mind. You know, a number two to Cobra Commander in every scene, and she a would hold. The, she would hold amazing chemistry with William defer if, if you ask me. And I had to fit
1: Arnie in somewhere. Oh, no. He's my pick it's for Destro. A...
0: He sounds foreign, <laughs> so you know, what does it matter? Gotta make him Destro. I
1: am, I am Destro. I play the... both sides of the wall.
0: Baroness. I love you. I <laughs> love else. you. Just the physical presence of the man. Commander, like, <laughs> <ideally, laughs> you buffoon! Ideally, Destro should be. Why are you ruining the plans again? Ow! All right, all right. <laughs> but but the one thing that we've missed out on Destro's live-action um, portrayals is that physical size, mm. and Arnie brings that in spades. Mm. Jet Li as Storm Shadow. Nice,
1: interesting I, I think, think you is
0: great the tortured and this is very young jet Li, but mm. i think he brings the, like the tortured warrior more than um, other martial artists that come to mind and there's a kind of a maniacal side to him as well he, he plays villain very well i think mm. uh, yeah know, images of, in like, yeah there's there's menace to this guy he's not just mm. you know martial arts chops um, oh, and Rutger Hauer as Zartan.
1: Wow, can I tell you interesting. something interesting, Steve? Same, okay. I also yeah. picked Rutger Hauer as Zartan, that's why I, I actually got this. Is the photo I got of him? Oh, god, <gasps> come on, screen, hey. up, screen on. there we go. That's the picture I had of him. I yeah. wanted him as Zartan as well. Hey, same, beautiful, <laughs> so good. He'd be absolutely fantastic. So Outback Stu, yeah, I didn't
0: get a picture, but Michael Dudikoff the guy from American Ninja, it's a no-brainer. As Snake Eyes for what? For Snake Eyes, um, um, I got it. I
1: like mine it makes more. so
2: much sense because it's, he was. It's, such, it's, I mean, he, well, he's the biggest like that kind of star. I think of the of the eighties, you know. So oof. I thought Kurt Russell's Duke would be awesome. You know, yeah. actually okay. bring some sort of like awesome like like um character to the to the character. I think he he would have been a fantastic choice as a
1: Duke. I have him as well, but not as Duke. Oh cool. mm.
2: and then I yeah, yeah, Michael Dudikoff is Snake Eyes. I thought he'd be absolutely perfect for Snake Ice. Like do you like you think 80s, you think blonde haired ninja dude it, it's Michael Dudikoff there's, there's no one else. Um Mr. T I'm is I thought now. that was cool.
1: <laughs> yes, actually BA Barakas Yeah, very cool. Yeah,
2: he'd be fantastic because he just does those kind of like short lines and they'd be very good for um rhyming, you know. Yeah, oh, man. Mr. T, you going down? Uh, they're not going to find you around. Um, so he would actually be very good as a robot. I thought. Um, I'm so not here to clown. I'm here to take you th- to Funky Town. I thought he would be on. a good Cobra Commander because he's got such a gravelly voice. Um, who is this? For, I mean, he's this Powers Booth. So he's How been in a couple booth. of other movies. i was mean, in Sin City. Um, there's a couple of like other like um, more modern films. Um he's also in the Avengers apparently 67 six, um, comments con air as well. Um but he's just got like this very like big like I'm the bad guy and you're gonna listen to me and take over the world. He's just got this and he just has this kind of like menacing look to him. Like you won't obviously see his face, but you can imagine him kind of like um being the character of Cobra Commander. And I thought he just brings a kind of menacing presence. To who Cobra Commander is for me, at least, mm. um, Robert Redford as Hawk, mm, yeah. I thought was was a very was a very good choice because he was so big in the eighties, and he to me he feels like Hawk. He's this very tall man. He's got a very commanding presence, and he was absolutely huge in the eighties. Um, you know, like everyone absolutely loved him. I, I definitely remember. Um, Stephen mentioned uh, my great aunt Honey. He was uh, very much featured on her fridge um he was one of the men that she absolutely would have loved to have met in her lifetime um and yeah i think he he kind of brings the presence of like a, a general and a commanding presence which i thought would have been fantastic for the role of hawk um as i said earlier sean connery he's the only scotsman i could think of i mean i i also considered um i think comedians because i think comedians a lot of the time can do very good like voices and accents um, can always play dark very well oh no absolutely not, um, I, I didn't get a picture but I thought Robin Williams would have been good as like um, Dr. Mindbender I think he hmm. would have made a very interesting Dr. Mindbender um, Debbie Harry from from um, Blondie as Baroness I think I Baroness. went in this, kind of the same direction as, as Steven where it's kind of like a slightly more mature woman but still exceptionally sexy and very sensual um where you can kind of feel that the sex appeal that she has, but also sort of a commanding presence, I feel, as well, um, where she can kind of go toe-to-toe toe, 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 toe with Cobra Commander and, like, leading troops. But very beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And Jennifer Beals as Lady J. I thought she would have been a very good Lady J, for me at least. Absolutely gorgeous. She was in... um What's the dancing footloose. name? The footloose. The main footloose. flash Flashdance. Yeah. flash flashdance. <laughs> flashdance. Yeah. Not to
0: be confused with Jessica Biel. I mean, yes, two different very, eras. Very but similar but, names. Um, very similar names. Yeah, but I, I think, think she would have made a fantastic I got
1: a few more that like, I wanted to yeah. share. Oh my but goodness. But I didn't want to,
3: I didn't Poor want to like... did always has a lot.
1: Poor always has a lot. I got a whole bunch. So, um, and it's quite cool bench. to see some of your reveals. So obviously, okay, so Eight. Rutger Hauer as um, Zartan, which is so cool that Steve and I are aligned on that one. I, I had a very different take. Well. I had to have him in there for something, and uh, it's he's just so great. For so I'm going to throw in a bit of a left field for Baroness. Actually, is Mia Sara, and the reason I chose Mia Sara is because oh, wow. she is young, she is beautiful, and she's mysterious. Um, every film that she's been in, she's always got this cool, interesting air of mystery to her. She also has a very unusual accent, which would have suited Baroness well, and she doesn't necessarily have to play that strong um she would have I, I think they would have written it for her to play a more kind of um cunning role as as the baroness so i i really enjoyed like the, the my mental casting for that for storm uh for snake eyes well william zabka mm. with the leg yeah johnny, johnny. with johnny from because the karate kid because I kind of feel like all of Snake Eyes' FaceTime in an 80s movie would be like, you know, flashbacks to his life. And so good looking kind of, you know, kind of boy next door or good looking neighborhood, you know, good guy kind of look. Even though he played a bad guy famously, he was very much the good guy. If you guys have ever watched The Outsiders and stuff like that, he had that kind of vibe to him. So he was cool. Um and I like him for Snake Eyes. I think he's just got the right character for Snake Eyes. And then for my Storm Shadow, well, he was big in the 80s in Japan. His name is Tetsuo Kurata, and he played Black RX, or one of the common Riders. And he's a very famous and very well-loved common Rider. Also very like rebellious, not a complete good guy, a little bit of an anti-hero, like a Wolverine, if you would. And so, yeah, so uh, he would have been my Storm Shadow. Because I think he's just great and he looks great as well. Um, and then as Duke, I feel like this is gonna throw you guys like crazy. <laughs> Peter Weller. I, I don't choice. I kind of like the idea of Duke not necessarily being the all American golden boy in terms of that. Although, to be fair, when he was cast as um, uh Murphy, Alex, Alex Murphy. Murphy for Robocop. He was Ooh. very much he thought he was a cowboy, and he had that vibe, and he was written that way Paul Verhoeven written wrote got him written that all oh, you played him that way, and so I feel like Peter Weller would have been great as Duke um because there is a bit of a wild side to him, but there is a very heroic side also baccarib um bakaru Banzai. he's got it he's a bit weird he works, and for Flint, I would have gone with Matt Dylan mm. which actually shows. Yeah, it which does. i hope it is doing now yeah so and then Yo. in my there we go there's the man matt Dillon. it's a bit of a newer photo i couldn't find a good young one where he wasn't being like rebellious and whatever but he okay. would have been great as flint and uh virginia Madsen as scarlet, for scarlet. Hmm. the look say. the acting chops and yeah physical hmm. actress as well so she could have been fun as a redhead Although although I didn't realize Julianne Moore was active in the 80s. I always thought she was a 90s actor because I would have also gone with her because she's amazing. I think she had her first Emmy by 1988. (laughs) She was big, man. And guys, sorry for Lady (laughs) J. I know. I know. I just... (laughs) Who's this? What what, in 80s? I can't believe I've just forgotten her name and I love her so much.
0: Not Phoebe Cates.
1: It is Phoebe Cates. Thank you. Ah, Oh, of course. The one She's and only. Gorgeous. So I just oh. think she would have been fun. Yeah. And uh, this movie would have had uh, art back. All in. the artists
0: definitely bring the visual aspect uh, to course. this costume choice. Russell is art back. That's very a, good.
1: A fair number of swimsuit models in there. I, I did want to think about it as an <laughs> 80s film though, remember? like, so 80s films didn't have like a lot of women in there for their, and sorry, I know I this sounds probably offensive. But it is a GI Joe movie. Let's
0: let's let's be real yeah. here. If this was like a character yeah. drama, all these kind of A-list actor heavy hitters would be making more sense. But yeah, this was a fantasy casting for me. I want to see amazing chemistry between the characters, and so yeah, I skewed towards acting heavyweights. But um, guys, I'm gonna cap off the questions section and and just say thank you to Conrad Turner and uh, Hyper Hyperion. Hyperioningum330, you know you are, and uh, Professor Galileo. We didn't get to your questions in this episode, but that's because they probably require a little bit more devotion to them. But thank you to everyone who wrote in. Thank you for everyone who responded in the chats as well, gave us some good talking points. I think we're going to cap things off with a return to an old section because it was requested. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys can do that while I'm I'm getting my son out of bed. But I want to bring back the old death battles. Do you guys remember those? Whoa. Yeah. I hate my life. <laughs>
1: I'm going <laughs> to lose. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Death I have I got an interesting one for y'alls. Uh let's do the 1985 series of GI Joe figures versus the 1986. Series of G.I. Joe figures. Oh, Let's do G.I. this definitively because those are two incredible years of characters Ooh, of figures. Goes on to three d Like 1986 was a was a reboot. Well, you don't <laughs> necessarily have to unless you need a pictorial prompt. Because I got Oof. I got a document of well, just you. me kind of putting together. Um, I suppose uh, everyone's opposite st- number. Even. Let's see if I can make He's it bigger ready okay After for the, the top, incredible. top rank now this uh, this is something that I'm gonna kind of introduce and then you guys are going to debate for your respective years and then the Ooh. chats can decide Ooh. which one by virtue by by, by way of a vote you'll be democratic about this so oh, Rob crap. since you are the the ranking officer on GI Joeberg the firstborn. Uh, You can have pick of whether you want to do 1985 or 1986. 85, 85.
2: All the way, brother. Okay. All right. Paul Paul loves 86.
0: Motivate 86. So in the top rank category in 85, we've got Keel Hall, the Admiral. In 86, we've got G.I. Joe's General, hawk.
2: Boring oh. old Hawk nah Kill hawk, at all the Boring. way.
0: He wins. He's
3: hawk got his own amazing. vehicle.
2: He has an entire flag behind him. Mm. Hawk has Hawk's gotta
1: remove a Bahamut again. Going. Don't wow. come up with that rubbish. So cool. Hawk's a, better. A, you know. I have a, 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 a Hawk gets onto the deck see. of the flag and fires. <laughs> Kill Hall, Okay, that's how he beats him. He goes, You're fired, bro. I've got a loudspeaker. You go. <laughs> I can't even hear you
2: of my loudspeaker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody can hear you of
1: your loudspeaker. Oh, uh, you know go to the office, please. Do you know and all the oh, GI's like, oh my word, is it an air raid? What's what's going
2: to an office? That's really fun. I have I have like a a deck I can stand on. I have a, I have a bridge. I command. I send jets out into the, you know, into the into the wild blue yonder Hawks, like, you know, I've got a mission for you. <laughs> well, I've got jets to put you in, guys.
0: I have jets. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about the infantry portion of the team. Now, effectively, most Joes are infantrymen, but I've picked out the four 85s and four 86s that sort of best fulfill those roles. In 85, we've got Flint, we've got Dusty, we've got Footloose, we've got Alpine, in eighty-six, we've got beachhead, we've got low light, we've got leatherneck, we've got sci-fi.
2: Well, I can Rock? tell you all my men are much better looking than the guys under 86. I mean, one yeah. of your guys what? can't even reveal his face, he's so ugly. Dude, um, my guys are so good looking that if they, do, and they, wear, beachhead if they don't and sci-fi. wear
1: like dude, if beachhead, low light, and sci-fi don't wear some kind of thing to prevent people from seeing their full faces the world would just explode. I mean, these men, these are the most handsome men who have ever uh, graced the face of the earth. Yeah, they are pretty gross. Beachhead is is so great looking that he actually has to excrete a body odor that is so foul. (laughs) Okay, because anybody who actually sees his face just falls in love with him and he can't have that in the battlefield. So just to protect him and other people, he, you know, wears a mask and at least my guys all know how to
2: use guns. One of your guys doesn't even know how to use guns. He's got a—it's a, a stupid laser thing, useless. I Dude, could, my, guys my go guy uses a laser because guns are so like
1: 1945, right? <laughs> He's just like whatever, you know. We got lasers now. Guns are slow, lasers are fast. Lasers are better. They're gonna be in all the cartoons. All the kids are gonna want lasers. Nobody's gonna want a gun. Don't be stupid. We've got Everyone's multiple fire
2: environments covered. Where we're in a desert, we're on top of mountains. We, and one of my guys can even fly aircraft. Your guys mm-hmm. are all stuck like on the ground.
1: Which one of your guys can fly an aircraft? Flint. I've Flint. never seen Flint fly an aircraft in the comic book. You don't have to see him do it. It's on his file card. So, <laughs> card.
0: I hope you're paying attention, everyone in the chats because you're going to be voting in a minute. Maybe a couple of minutes. In the cold <laughs> weather environment uh, in 1985 where frostbite and iceberg. I'll just get that uh, one sentence answer from from each of you. Rob Frostbite Frostbite has a vehicle, iceberg doesn't.
1: Iceberg transforms doesn't. into a walrus Oof, uh, a an orca? one of the two. Hey, an and yes, an orca, even better. Hey, yeah, that's okay. exactly it. I like it. I've yeah, had to sentence
0: cats. Is it a snow cat or an orca? Which one wins? <laughs> um, heavy weapons in 85, we've got bazooka being the. The Rocket Man. Um, and in 86, we've got a reversion of Roadblock, but nevertheless, he's that year's kind of big gun. You well, don't have a song about you. I do.
2: Rocket Man. I'm blowing <laughs> <I'm playing laughs> shit up. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely There's a
1: You're named after a bubblegum. Hmm. Deep I'm deep just to put that out there. <sighs> Smack Yo. talk.
0: Roadblock's oh. cooler. All right. In the specialists' camp. In 85, we've got Airtight being the CBR trooper, and Lady J being our kind of undercover expert. In 86, mainframe. He does computers and stuff. And Dalton, who, among his many specialties, I think is kind of like your electronic espionage dude. If you want someone to. You're bug... making those nerds sound much cooler than they really
2: are. <laughs> they were both a
1: NOM. They were both Nerd. a NOM. Yours weren't.
2: Airtight, there, went no, 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 hang on. Main, mainframe, men, mainframe friend, friend now. old men, old nerds. Dial boring, tone may
1: not have been. Hey, listen, boring, when airtight's like iPod goes in the fritz, who fixes that shit? Mainframe and dial tone, okay? When Lady yeah, J well, When you're in a dangerous environment, asks, and you can't breathe. Asks, mainframe and who's going to
2: save you. You need to be able to breathe to fix electronics. Okay, airtight just
1: has you. smelly farts.
2: And I have a lady on my team. You don't. <laughs> Mm. My guys have access to User hundreds of ladies nerds. on the
1: internet in the '80s, which was rare. Carry on. The Here comes the final one, boys.
2: Actually, rare in the '80s.
1: In the
0: hand-to-hand Used. category, in '85 we got Snake Eyes and Quick Kick. In '86, Sergeant Slaughter. And Sergeant I Slaughter uses
1: Wedge through as a weapon and beats Quick Kick and Snake Eyes. <laughs> Snake Eyes to death. Well, that's that's why the only way Wetsie it's going to work. <laughs>
0: But seriously, <laughs> in, in, in Ninja <laughs> Holiday, it wasn't Wetsuit one of the top-ranked contenders? Like, Wetsuit was competing in, like, an international martial arts tournament.
2: No, as highly ranked as Snake Eyes or Quick Kick. Yeah. I mean, these guys have, have the, you know, they, they wipe so the just floor like, with them.
1: it's snorkel, Snake Eyes. <laughs> 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 nah, no, no.
2: Snake Eyes and Quick Kick, they wipe the floor with your guys. You know? Sergeant Slaughter's trying to like fake slap us, and we're, you know, we're actually properly kicking his face. Sergeant
1: Slaughter doesn't fake slap anybody. He only does that on TV. Sergeant Slaughter, if you hit somebody for real, everybody, it would be the slap that would be felt around the whole world. It would be like Krakatoa again. Sergeant Slaughter's not allowed to hit people, bro. It's like, it's it's an agreement he's made with the UN and, and NATO and all these other groups. He's just not allowed to slap people because if he does, that person's head will come off their shoulders at such a speed. Right, that it will rocket that head into space, and could actually start an intergalactic war because it would hit that other planet so hard that people that an alien species would think we were attacking them, like the Klyntarzu in in um, Space uh, Starship Troopers. So we just we don't we don't let them hit people. Okay, well, we're certainly stealthier than your team. No one will ever know they didn't. You know that's why Sergeant Slaughter farts a lot because your ninjas would never survive that. Just be like. They would come in and be like, what's that? <laughs> oh, they're dead. That's their ghost going, whoa, what was that smell? I'm dead. Oh, it's my body. No, so I just got the was, bro.
0: I didn't want to really make this about vehicles, even though 86 and 85 have an amazing number of overlaps. So we can kind of just make this a one-liner one, one liner as well. In armor, we've got heavy metal in 1985 and cross-country in 1986. Heavy metal rocks, much better name than cross-country.
1: Yeah, is, oh. I think Mike's worth more. Yeah, you get that one. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> not it's even sneaky. any talk
0: about the excellent portrayal of cross country in the cartoon.
1: No. We play it's both amazing. types, country and. It's restaurant. just uh, Steve loved that. Uh, Rob loved that toy so much. He was so excited about it. I'm just. I want to see him kill it. All right. <laughs> nice. um, in the navy, we got shipwreck versus wetsuit.
2: Rob. This is... You just said it in the navy. Uh, Shipwreck is just absolutely perfect. You cannot go wrong with him. He has a parrot, he does. A Wetsuit does not,
0: and Wetsuit actually whistle. has a
2: wetsuit. <laughs> he has an entire song about him. He's in the navy. He's featured in the song. He has Have you a seen Wetsuit in a dress? Both of them, dude. Wetsuit
1: so great. He's on this list twice, man. Look at him. Not only is he a great weapon for Sergeant Slaughter to use. <laughs> um, so, as to not kill, actually kill Snake Guys in quick kick. Your but yes, so is so terrible. Again. Steven
2: had to put a character in two different categories to be able to finish it.
1: <laughs> co- Dude, I hate going up against Shipwreck. This is horrible, man. You know? <laughs> Sods, bro. That's, that's the
0: beauty of debate sometimes, just as an exercise. Take up a position that you don't actually hold. Hmm? Uh-huh. We did that all the time back in school. Finally. We're gonna talk about the rescue troopers. Barbecue versus Lifeline. Let's make it a quick one,
1: boys. Rob? Lifeline doesn't speak like this. <laughs> I don't know if it's a uh, pro or a negative. I don't know. I don't know if it's pro or I'll Throw it out there. <laughs> barbecue Lifeline is a body
2: animal. I mean, that's enough. That's
1: enough. Lifeline's boring. barbecue, barbecue can't take off his helmet, dude. Like it's just it's he just... doesn't need to. Yeah, like Lifeline mean... can't take off his shades. Uh lifeline is too cool man that's why you have to wear shades through life man the light at the end of the tunnel is just too bright he's got it he's got his shades he doesn't have to worry about patience
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't go to the light chat lifeline it's time to vote um 85 or 86 Rob, you will count up the eighty-five responses. Mm-hmm, Paul, mm-hmm, count up mm-hmm. the eighty-six responses, and then we'll
1: this have a big should be easy, reveal.
2: Paul. There will be no eighty-six responses. Don't worry.
1: Okay, let's see. Come, guys, let's start. Start putting it in the in the comments. Let's start seeing 86. 86. 85, yeah, eighty-five. Yeah, that's what 85, I want to see. I punch it, guys. Six is the one yep. next to five. Yep. Hey? Yep. There 1986. We is five. There we go. Five. There we go. That, somebody got five. it right. You guys can edit. Those. One
0: person hey. got it wrong. This so is far. making terrible radio. So while the responses is people, in, I'm going to tell wrong. a little anecdote about um about a recent pickup. So when I was eight years old, my family had planned a trip to the United Kingdom and other European destinations. I unfortunately, on the eve of travel, was suffering from. A stomach bug of epic proportions. I couldn't stop just gushing out of both ends. Not the best prospect when you're faced with like a, a nine hour flight. So my mother took me to the GP and the only thing that he could think of was had to be uh, administered via injection into my buttock, which was a terrifying prospect for an eight-year-old. I was screaming in that doctor's chambers. I was running My brother had to pin me down. I would not not relent. So my mother eventually resorted to the the only way to do these things, which is bribery. She was like, Stephen, what toy do you want? If you get this shot, you can have whatever you're hankering for at the moment. And I was big into the Batman Returns toy line at that time. So I said, Mom, if you buy me the Catwoman. Michelle Pfeiffer, I'll take this shot. She was like, yes, okay, agreed. I took the shot like a man, um, concentrating very hard on this awesome action figure that I was promised. And that was 30 years ago, guys. Almost to the day. My mother never got me that action figure. Fortunately, found her at a toy fair for only five (laughs) bucks. So, I am finally fulfilled after 30 years. I messaged my mother the other day and said, hey, mom, you owe me five bucks. And she was like, ha, well, you owe me for cleaning up all your vomit and shit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Do we have results? Yeah, yes, eight 86
1: 85 wins. <clears throat> That's win the one in my book, 86. Oh, yeah, all three. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that, that. It's not about quantity. It's quality here. It's three quality votes first. Six other votes, whatever nah, it was. Rob. The numbers,
2: the numbers taken. Eighty-five. Thank you, everyone, for agreeing that eighty-five is the best year ever. What did you do compared to eighty-six?
0: <laughs> I've um, got a muscle spasm. Oh my! Wow,
1: <laughs> dude, I've had that the whole week, man. I've had like a funny piriformis oh, <laughs> muscle.
0: Yo, that's painful. The floor, man. Get hey, anyway
2: adjust, adjust your position when you're sitting right my, my dude oh, don't sit in the same time. position the whole time you see me in poor fidgeting <laughs> that is that is a good that
1: is a good thing let's, let's retail ass you... right there we've learned how to going for long periods of time mm-hmm. play thank
2: you screen killer 85 is too strong yeah
0: it wasn't even a, know, that was a
1: hard one but i love 86 as well <laughs> it is strong it is a strong
0: pick um yeah, look, the smart money went to 85 anyway, but I think, in terms of balanced years, these are the two juggernauts.
2: But well, I gotta we'll say understand. in the end, eighty six would have won if I was on eighty-six. So I'm just saying it's down to the it's down to the people arguing for
1: the year, mm, you No, know? no, nothing to do with snake eyes or Airtight or you know, barbecue or shipwreck. You had some mm-hmm.
2: good picks. If no. I was on eighty six, uh you know, I could have argued for how good they were. I but didn't you know. have
1: Lady J. I didn't uh, maybe I mean I can go on a you didn't have me on your side. You didn't have me on your side. M- maybe. I don't know. X-time, I don't know, Rob. X-time, I mean listen, you are a cunning linguist. It's uh <laughs> It's
0: true. I'll bring,
1: I'll bring I'll bring Rob wolf. to my next negotiation. Maybe you can roll roll, roll negotiation for us. Hell yeah. Boys, I, true, I
0: um I feel like I might you need to, to new dust. Toys? Um yeah, you guys can talk new toys and close out the show. I um I'm gonna no, you know what? You're the kid can sleep in a little bit longer. Do you guys have any death battles long for, long for um for us to discuss?
2: I love that one. I I don't did, I don't see how we can top it, my dude. That one was yeah. that, that about, was, uh, I was just like uh the Zartan versus Firefly. Who wins? That's yeah. Your yours Steve. All right. Well then. Oh god, that was a terrible. Yeah, joke.
1: obviously Zartan. Who's Firefly? Pff. Major Blood versus Firefly. Z- it's a better Jedi. Well then, let's roll Definitely. on into another favorite section of
0: mine. One that I've already kind of prefaced. Uh, new shit. I just got an Agent Helix, my own one, after playing with Rob for many years. Playing with Rob's one, I should say. Let me specify. Um, Shot a review. If you haven't checked it, feel free to. It's on the YouTube channel. It is the first G.I. Joe content shot in 4K, which looks amazing. Even something as pedestrian as a figure review, but uh, is one hell of a bear in terms of uploads. I'm like, man, my internet's good, but it ain't that that shit hot. <laughs> so yeah, I hope everyone out there goes into the settings, the little cog on YouTube, and selects the highest resolution to um to make it worth. Yeah, more mine's while, defaulted please. that way. It drives morning. me
1: crazy. On TV, when I see a trailer, I'm like, Ugh, what potato. The 90s.
0: So what you guys get,
1: <laughs> Robbie? Um... Rob, do you want to start? Whoa! Start?
0: What did I get? Okay,
2: so I finally. Okay, so all of these, I believe, come from Greg Crockett. I'm, uh, I'm over the moon. Thank you, Greg. And first up is my customized and complete my second Lady Jay, by the way, but with absolutely gorgeous hair sculpted and uh, completed by Paul. An amazing figure overall. It's she's absolutely fantastic. Um, great articulation. Everything just looks fantastic on her. Like, ah, oh, she's gorgeous. But definitely head sculpt is is the winner here paul you've completed this figure and you made me proud of owner of a second lady j i mean gorgeous and then we have my pleasure Duke. My dude Duke. and he's not he's not creepy this time
1: yeah you're that. actually quite tough with that figure when you got him when you, when you and he has
2: you. A, a decent nose too
1: what can i say yeah, Regular. He's size,
2: cool. uh, He's he's like a proper like he's like I'm like going out there and I'm doing a you know I, I, I'm doing army stuff.
0: I'm an army guy and I'm leading. This, this is way. 1994 Duke for anyone not entirely Thank sure. You, Thank um, you, Steven. Thank you. Regular Got this fantastic figure.
2: Who am I, Stephen? Tell the audience.
0: Bulletproof. Yeah. 300 episodes him. later, I'm still consistently keeping you guys on the rails. <laughs> Hell yeah! Very it's cool a tough figure. Burden
3: to bear.
2: <laughs> it's 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 your role. Cool hairstyle. Very cool figure. I love his um his camouflage. He's awesome. I I, I think definitely, absolutely, definitely worth it. Um, and who's this guy?
0: Of mm. course. Hey I'm, I'm um, not controversial at all. Cross country version two battle core with the. Confederate flag on the back, or rebel flag, or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah,
2: very not controversial,
1: cool figure yeah, flag from I Dukes mean,
2: of Hazzard. Not worrying about you know the, any controversies related to the flag. I mean, at the time the figure came out, it was definitely a symbol of pride, of um, positive pride. Um, so I have absolutely no problems with it. Um, being a non American, I'm not worried about issues like that. Overall, a fantastic figure, just very, very cool. All comes together, you've got... jeans on very good sculpt very very cool mm-hmm. so i'm very happy thank you greg for all of these fantastic figures i'm i'm over the moon to own them and thank you paul and there's the a whole fantastic... bunch of weapons there's
1: there's a whole bunch of weapons that i forgot to bring on sunday for you or actually on Monday for you
2: oh so it's not yeah. these bags oh, all okay. right so there's more ignore ignore yeah. them. there's
1: actually there's more yeah there's more ignore them yeah paul
2: What's new with
1: you? Come on. I got Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's shock it's from the core. So I bought a whole bunch of core figures from this dude. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking, like, a year ago. And they were brought to me at Comic-Con by my friend who has the toy museum. Because just logistics just prevented me from getting to the other seller to get this stuff. And then he dropped it off. But I did get some great core stuff. i got the Ninja. Dragon Hand. Dragon Hand. Dragon
0: oh, hand. That's, hand. That's, sorry, that's that's Hero Yamato.
1: Hero no, Yamato. So that's Hero, uh, your mother, over there. But there is different. And, then, a very and this, cool is, this is this is this is this is Here like is aside guns. from Hero Yamato. Here he is. Hero Yamato. Here's the man.
2: The man, the legend, the myth.
1: Whispering <laughs> willie.
3: Whispering
1: willy. <laughs> <Spring> willy. <laughs> <Spring> <laughs> willy. <Spring. laughs> I love this. This is so great! I finally have a whispering, whispering in my life again. <laughs> and it's
0: it's the good <laughs> version, i.e., uh, the pantsless version, the
1: best version. It's so good. It's
0: it's best. What what um, a ballsy design! I mean, like from the top off up, he looks tough. From the bottom half down, just
1: ridiculous. And you no t- then he got tells a bunch you of his this name shit as well. I don't I don't even know if there's a full figure in here. I haven't bothered to look. But it's like broken parts, but it's mostly like weapons and accessories for core figures. Like that was in this bundle. God oh. knows. Uh, but most of it yeah, so, that's, so that's the core stuff. I'm going in, in chronological order here. And this is my Conswag. Um, well, actually, did I, I can't remember. Did I show you guys this? My Lego Wolverine? Yes, you did. The best Wolverine you could possibly pull so, from the Lego. That's a great uh, Lego minifigure. Yeah. And then I just got a, 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 I got a small car purchase. The, it was re, kind of recent, and it's mm-hmm. an old Skyline, and I love this car. It's beautiful. That was a hukusuka. and then just to keep it Skyline. I got another. Oh, well, I just got these ladies to pose on my cars. It's quite fun, just for diorama mm. stuff. It's always cool. Yeah, it's that good. Nice. Man. It's just nice shooting
0: at that scale. I mean, do you have a macro what? lens to get no. up close and personal with these tiny cars? I mean, what are they? One to seventy two.
1: Yeah, two, sixty-four. yeah. 64, so, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, whatever. It's just a, uh, those were shot with a cell phone camera. So, you know, they have pretty fun um, exposure, apertures, whatever. Anyway, and then this is one of my cons, I mean, how cool is this? I got Tiger Ranger from Power Rangers by oh, Tiger wonderful. Ranger. And it was so cheap. And just kind of, like, saw him there, and it looked like, you know, it, like, he looked so neglected. And I was like, oh, wow, it's only 500 this bucks. And this the- one actually comes with. The Lightning
0: yeah.
1: Collection, right? No, this is a SH Figuarts from Bandai, so it's <laughs> actually better than the Lightning Collection in my, for me, anyway. Um, and but this one was cool because it actually has Tommy's head um, from oh, the Power Rangers. Man. So it was like the 25th anniversary collection that they did. So it was nice to have, you know, the Tommy version as well because I like I also mm. really like Tommy. Um, anyway, so that was a cool one, and then also from Bandai. I got this, uh, it's a goof custom, sorry, the photo is a bit overexposed. Um, it's a Robot Spirits anime Gundam uh, version of the goof, and something that is very, very cool for me that I picked up, um, that I was very happy to find, and I found it at an amazing price. Uh, and the reason I mentioned the price is because when I wanted to buy this figure, I had no money. <laughs> yeah. um, and just to kind of find it in, in sort of, let's call it at a convention, at the price it was when it came out, was really good so it's a metal fixed figuration Gundam figure of the Zaku one yes I know it's thrilling for non-GI Joe fans but it's just it's really big it stands at about about a similar height to a Hot Toys figure more or less it's super technical it's got a lot of possibility it's got all this good stuff and it came out yeah in in my dark ages and I could never get one for myself so just yeah it was just good to find it was a good find um, so very happy with that toy in my life. So that was awesome. That was that, that was my swag, that was my con swag. And before
2: Stephen comes in, I will share this. It is not a GI Joe, but it is something I did buy while I was there and uh justified the sticker that Paul gave to me. This is <laughs> Turn A Gundam, designed by mm-hmm. Sid Mead, who did the, the fantastic designs for Blade Runner, a film Stephen has yet to uh not sleep Enjoy. through But um. <laughs> An absolutely fantastic model. Guys, on- it is
0: not a hot take that Blade <laughs> Runner isn't that good. It is, no. It, Blade it, Runner is brilliant. It is a hot take. That, that like, a problem. Who are these to... people that say it's bad? Like, they
2: probably yeah. like Force Awakens. There's no one that says that. So I finished this this weekend. I great I'm fun Thursday. to build. Um, I'll mm-hmm. definitely be talking to Paul off stream about advice
0: uh, on, yeah, building better. Cool, Thank man. You for this. It looks
1: really good. Nicely done. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Very unique look for a Gundam. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. It, it it's, it's very unique look. And I think it, it, yeah, not everyone is a
1: fan of it, I believe. It's, it's very it's, different from what the average Gundam does look like. It's a very unique series that it comes from. It's a very unique design, having been worked on by Sid Mead, um, a mm. Westerner, which is like the first and only time for a Gundam series, actually. Um, not to date, because I believe there is another one coming, but I don't want to go into that um and yeah it's 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 uh, a polarizing design within the gundam community For sure i when i first thought i didn't like it um and then and i, yes, like I the, actually have grown to love the
2: cockpit it, is so. in the cock i mean the crotch area yeah very different from most uh so it's a little it's yellow bit you can the see there. The yeah, yeah but he sits in the in the most important part of the model lauren siak
3: <laughs> yeah hey guys, hey guys, i'm right, right here, here
0: the jig pilot (laughs) (laughs) the one eye guys i'm um i'm thinking we call it here i know we could talk about PulseCon, but that is absolutely a podcast unto itself and to be honest at this point coverage of it has been pretty um pretty
1: damn good yeah
0: well i mean you, you can't throw a stone without hitting a podcast or
2: Facebook really well covered, Actually. but we can definitely say something about it in our next episode. Uh,
1: thank thank Love you, Hasbro stuff. for the stands. Ah. I just want to put that out there. Thank you. I'm so glad <laughs> that they watched my only two reviews. Um <laughs> oh, and that they've included a stand. Thank you, Hasbro. Uh influencers. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, this god is freaking amazing. I know. We're up anyway. there with Theo's awesome reviews and with Twitter. Yeah, totally. Next time it's we'll like... host Pulse PulseCon. We'll be right there up go. there with Dan Larson and Theo. Yeah, kick so those cool. guys off. They're so got, great. Get, I love You got three hosts right here. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be even better with five. Like you know, three of us and and Dan, Larson and Theo, It'll be incredibly good. It'll have us laughing at you stuff and at Dan stuff, and then occasionally some. They would some G.I. Joe never get any words in. You guys, no, you guys, no, just talking all no. the whole time. Guys, um, I'm gonna try. Uh, there was there was a question in the the thingy. I'm sorry, and I know I'm like completely capitalizing here. There was a question uh from a viewer and it's like what is the future of gi joeberg and i love that question and i do want us to actually talk about it in a future episode but the one mm-hmm. thing i want to try I it was gonna happen ronald. this week it was snowcat ron it was ronald ron okay cool sorry it's just when i was reading it on my pdf reader was everything was kind of all over the place it was odd anyway mm, that's just your jumbled really, brain no it's on the phone man it's read era not adobe whatever it's just it was. It was spacing page. It doesn't matter. That's not what's important. What's important is, I'm gonna try something, and I want to see if the guys here on the comments would be interested in this. Okay, I want to do a instead of doing like a pre-recorded review of an action figure, I want to try, like a figure a live stream figure review. So it'll oh, be like a real time. Never been thing. done yeah. before. Um, I don't know if it has been done before. Um. <laughs> But I feel like that's a cool way to talk about it. Um, So yeah, if you guys in the comments can let me know if you think that sounds cool, that sounds fun, that's a different take. Obviously, I'll try to set up a camera so that I can always have a nice version of the figure so you guys can always see it as I'm talking about it, messing with it. Kind of think of them as like a figure rundown live stream. Let's look at it like Hmm. that with me. Interesting. So that's something I really want to try. Because I'm really having trouble trying to do the whole build something up, edit it, all that good stuff to a quality that I appreciate so that I like to do. So yeah, if you guys are keen on that, let me know. I'm very excited to try it out. And, and I think it will be fun. I got a lot of great toys to talk about. So, and some bad ones, whoops.
2: Hell yeah. <clears throat> and some yeah. cool ideas coming up. Brick Fiction wants more collabs from us. Let's work mm. with some more people and we can do improv. That's kind of cool. More improv. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. Carlos. Thank you to
0: everyone who joined us in the chats.
2: You guys Thank you very awesome. much. Thank you for all 300 Beautiful. episodes. I mean, we definitely, yeah. we would be here without you, but it's definitely a lot more fun to have people that do enjoy what we do and and people that love G.I. Joe. I mean, it makes a big difference for us. I think you know, it definitely keeps us like, you know, keep going. Um, and it's nice to kind of like hang out with you guys and with these guys every two weeks, you know, typically what? two weeks
1: what is uh, what is that thing we were talking about a hot take steve when you were um talking about how we don't use code names anymore and that was a good thing um you know what is a great thing that has changed on this podcast um and i feel like this is when i wanted to mention it is when we used to do this and, and actually to be fair guys we still do this as a fireside chat this is still about us um, and talking about G.I. Joe and having fun. Um, but we always used to joke that there were only five people out there listening to us. Well, I'm I'm very happy to say that that's not the case and that there's quite a bit more. And yep. that, that is, that is live, something I was wrong about. Listen to us on
0: the replay. listening yeah. to us in the ears on the way to work. Some folks even find it in themselves to throw some money at us from month to month. So look at Act these people. Incredible
2: people. Bergforce Thanks. is...
0: Yeah, keep keep In full fit. Uh, passionate. Thank you for the patrons. Thank you for the folks who um, support us on the YouTube membership avenue. I know I, I have I have all the fun there. Um, though recently, one of the vlogs was a guest vlog. Co- uh, Co- Cody Scalf, He Yeah. Uh, tossed me a play motion. He was like, Jabs, where do you want to put this? I'm like, yeah, Let me show it to the YouTube members. So oh, yes, I, 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 I guess that's it's an open invitation. Anyone who wants to contribute a vlog to um, to the core members, please. Oh, yeah. oh, and please. think you, anyone who,
2: in, who comments, yeah. you know, likes, subscribes, if, anything, literally anything. If you you see us, you, even if you spend a second, five seconds on a video,
0: I appreciate you doing all the things. I, in that movie. line, I think I have a request. Um, anyone who's listening to this, who's gotten this far. I've recently mm. re-edited and re-uploaded the Play Motion Master List. The saga Reduxed. called it. It's it's got the same thumbnail. That probably doesn't help. But it's <laughs> it's GI Joe. It's the only one that's that's publicly listed. It's the GI Joe Berg Play Motion Saga 2018 to 2023. Now that thing, the metrics on that are obviously nowhere because. It, it's a re-upload you know people who wanted to see it have seen it already but that means that it's buried the algorithm will will not make that visible to anyone in the future unless we get it up past a thousand so if you don't mind if you have presence of mind to do so after you jump off this video if you don't mind just giving that one a view it doesn't have to be for long or maybe just let it play in the background oh why why not it's cool to watch it all together man well or, or even not watch yeah. it if you watch it if you've got stuff you want to do just leave it playing on the the smart tv or on your mobile device while you make dinner or something basically it would help us out big time if we got the view count of that a little bit higher just to kind of make sure that it is historically a place that people can go to and and view our our, our stuff in one convenient playlist not even playlist, one master supercut without having to look too hard for it because yes youtube is a very big place and unless you have cracked a certain threshold of views that video it might as well not exist All gone link It'll it in this thing
2: steven link it down below <laughs> okay um and thanks Dustin. Uh, that's that's yeah we, we i'm so happy we keep you know keep your interest in this alive and thanks todd c um yeah we will keep going. We'll keep going. As long as you enjoy it, we enjoy it. And, and if we enjoy it, you enjoy it. You enjoy it, we enjoy it. We are, we are out.
0: G.I. Joe Berg 300. And? Yeah. 300
1: Berg's. 300 Three Berg's. 300 Berg's. And also, just thank you to everybody that's been with us on the ride up until now. It's been great having you guys. And it's been great meeting you guys. And I think it's important that years. you are seen. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. Twelve years. Cobra I I have
2: modern figures. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll do that. I know Stephen has modern figures, so we we'll. I see. just as bought an ancient helix. That's one figure. What no gun can like, fit just in just a like, hand. Run down corridors and do
1: nothing. Great times. But they're very nicely sculpted. I'm not gonna lie. We're out, out of here. Bye. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Burn. Burn.